Okay, uh, so what are we talking about today? Well, let me tell you. In case you didn't look at the trailer or any of the description or anything like that, we are talking about Dra- uh, sorry, House of Dragons or uh, House of Thrones Game of Dragons. Uh, kicking the rings of power's butt, literally and figuratively. We're doing a little mini She-Hulk review once again. Uh, that's when we uh, we run through the run through the episode and give our take, but we don't really up and down anything. We have the weekly Terry, the weekly Terry, the weekly Terry. Got some discovery news. Discovery season five has ended. Uh, the writing has ended. What are we going to expect for that? New Black Adam trailer is rocking Justice League characters, and I actually have some other information on that about like the artists and all that we're going to talk about. Amber Heard apparently blackmailed her way into Aquaman 2, uh, which makes complete sense to me. I don't even know why that's news. Scott, Scott Bakula <laughs> is apparently welcome to be in Quantum Leap in any role he wants at any time. That's, uh, that's cool. That's interesting. And move over, Star Trek Picard. It's time for Star Trek Janeway. Ooh. It's it's possible. And this is not a uh, giant freaking robot news source. Yeah, this is not giant freaking robot. It's a real news source. And, uh, yeah, Archmage Frey is right. The mini She-Hulk re- review always takes longer than the episode. Because the episode is like it's four like minutes three long. Three and a half minutes, yeah. <laughs> really short. Let's also let everybody know this today. Live show is brought to you by Movie Palette. The folks who have taken movies and turned them into vertical lines of color. <laughs> yep. so just, note, just note that you, uh, we're going to show this to you in more detail later, but you can get a movie. What well, you got it upside down there. See. So you got your little movie in the bottom right-hand corner. And essentially it's the colors from the movie. Like all the colors from the beginning to the end of the movie lined up in vertical lines. And you can get yours at moviepalette.com. And if you use the code popcast, 15 you'll get 15 percent off of a movie palette of your own so yeah. thanks for sponsoring the show today so they just took like scene by scene and they take the dominant color from each scene and they show the movie in colors that's what it is yes so you can hang it up on your wall and be like ours that one is star trek for the voyage home it is yes right yes i wonder if uh the batman movie would just be a black canvas or like just maybe a little shades bit of, of black, because that yes. movie was so dark. <laughs> Very true. Um, it must be a dark book. They're like, no one ordered that. It cost too much money to print. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, Archmage is funny. Uh, I had a dream last night that that they asked us for a movie palette of our podcast live stream, and Shane was like, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> You're dreaming about movie palette. That's a good sign. Yeah, well, it's because we had like a long conversation. All right, so listen, we're going to jump uh, into this thing. Uh, but before we do, before we get into all those news topics, uh, remember, we got we got weekly segments. We have the Weekly Terry, and yes. uh, lately we've had Superman Watch 2022, which is becoming a weekly segment. Strange. And don't yeah. forget the original weekly segment, the Rant of the Week. Rant of the Week. This is the rant of the week. Let me tell you a little something. This is going to be hard for me, actually. Because it was so frustrating that I knew, oh man, you know, my rant of the week was going to be about something benign until I came out of my 
out of Shay and I's shop yesterday after working all night, and I saw this. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that is um, that's my Jeep, and that's my tire casually sitting on the ground, and um, I don't have an expensive vehicle. My Jeep is actually uh, <clears throat> fifteen years old or something. Long, very old. Um, it's like, uh, barely running as it is. In fact, if I actually lived far away from where I work, I'm not sure if I would even have this car anymore. And I'm, I'm literally like 15 feet away from where I, where I parked in the front of our shop and I walked 15 feet in to work and I was there Mm -hmm. for like eight hours and I, I come out of the, the shop and my tire Somebody clearly jacked the car up, right? took the lug nuts off, and took the tire off. And then, after taking it off, decided it wasn't worth their time and left the tire there. (laughs) Yeah, so at first you told me you thought maybe they thought your rims were, like, valuable. But looking at this picture, I don't believe they thought that. But you have good tire tread, so maybe, you know, tires are expensive. Yeah, jokes on them. That's actually my spare tire. My actual tire <laughs> is in the is in the back of the car because a week ago I had a blowout, so I've been driving on the spare. So that wasn't even the good tire. It was the. Sp- it makes no sense. It just doesn't make any sense. Now, granted, that is like a like underneath all that dust. That is like a. It actually is a nice rim. For some reason, my spare tire has a really nice all rim, right. but all my other tires have just the stock rims. Um, yes, they did steal the lug nuts. And I don't know why. Lug nuts are very cheap. I know. I had to buy four new lug nuts. I bet what happened was, is a cop was driving by, and they got scared after getting one one undone and bailed. You're lucky you got your tires, and you're not just up on blocks. It's got to be what it is. There's no reason for them to stop. Yeah, it was very odd. And, um, yeah, I don't get it. It's on a main road. It's, it's on a main weird. road. It's literally it's on a main road. Main street. Um, it, like, it's very brave of people to just like do right. this on with traffic driving by. Like, well, I guess ma- if you act like you're changing your tire. Yeah, I mean, maybe people just assume you're changing a tire. I I don't know. So that happened. Additionally, I had to go to Los Angeles, and that's a nightmare. Um, it's it's just it's Tijuana. It's people are driving all crazy. Stop signs don't work. Lights don't work. It is nuts. I got off the off ramp, and I told this in the last live stream. But like, uh, we were we, we got off the off ramp, and you know, there used to be a time where people would sell like oranges or flowers or whatever, right? Right, bro. There's no cops in LA anymore. Like, seventy percent of the force is gone. So there's no one there to tell them they can't be selling stuff off the off ramp. And normally. I wouldn't even care. Like, I don't know, sell your flowers and oranges. Who cares? But now I sort of know why they're not allowed to sell there because they take it to like the t- the nth degree, bro. Instead of oranges and flowers, they have like taco carts and like, <laughs> yeah. and like easy ups. Like there's little restaurant, like pop-up restaurants on the off ramp, dude. Like they're, they're making semi-permanent structures on the off ramp so they can sell you stuff. It, it is literally like waiting in line to get out of Tijuana. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's like. And you know what it is, is the cops are just, there's just so much of it. They just can't beat it back. So it's like, 
they'll probably end up doing sweeps every once in a while, and then they'll just hide and come back because there's nothing they can really do to them, fine them or whatever. But they're not they're not residents, you know, or they're not. Most of them aren't um, yeah, from I here. So, yeah. yeah, you know the craziest thing is, um, ten years ago I ran a uh, a podcast called Raw Rant, right? And we used to complain about things basically. And I remember clearly one of the podcasts was about like over- police overreaching. And I went off for an hour about why cops care about like what kind of sink you have, you know, in your house or who's selling flowers on the side of the street. And I went off on for like an hour. And the older I've gotten, the more I realize that there's probably, here's there's some reasons why this is happening. <laughs> Maybe not crazy that they're holding people accountable. Right. The reason they used to kick the people selling flowers and oranges off the off ramp is, well, it's dangerous and it creates um, like it creates a a funnel effect. Like people are stopping right. and like the car, it, the traffic builds up for for miles and miles and miles. And if they don't stop the little guys, then they get bolder and bolder and bolder until there is a pop up strip mall. <laughs> On the side of the freeway. And no one's doing anything about it. And there's garbage everywhere because they're selling stuff and then just throwing it on the side of the street. I wish you'd taken pictures when you were driving. I know, around. I know. I was so annoyed. I was I was fuming. I was like, I don't know. Why am I stopped? I'm stopped behind a truck that has stopped to buy tacos on the freeway. What is happening right now? It was crazy. It was crazy. It makes no sense. And, um, yeah, I, I find the older I get, the more I understand some stuff. And the more my opinion changes because now while I, while I understand, I, you know, I still have a problem with like police overreach. I do understand why they did the, why, why they did some of those things. But now as an adult or as an older adult, I'm starting to also see how corrupt some of these organizations are. How they allow some people to do some things and other people not. It's, you know, these people can protest and we're going to call it, you know, uh, they're, they're right. And, but these people can't because they're breaking some kind of law. And you can sort of like, depending on where your bias lays, lies, a politician or a police officer or someone in power can sort of con, 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 contort the law to get what they want out of it. And yeah, it's as, hypocrisy. Yeah, it's an extreme hypocrisy in the government. Um, and watching these people on the side of the road, I wish I could go back to my younger self when I went off on an hour-long ramp for like 30,000 people <laughs> and be like, stop. Just stop talking right now. You don't right. know what you're talking about. Well, good rant. I think this is a good one. Let's uh, let's say hello to everybody visiting us today. DX2069. Oh, my God. I want a Janeway so, so bad. Unless you're a little bit of an older person there, she might not be available to you. Oh, wait, wait. you just want a Janeway show. That's right. We're going to talk about that today. No, I'm down for a Janeway, too. Why not? Old Janeway or current Janeway? Let's just be clear. On Any Janeway. To be able to say, yeah, I was with Captain Janeway. I'll take okay. it. I'll take it in any in any form. All right, we're gonna watch you at the next Comic Con. Just make sure you're you're staying away from Janeway. Uh, <laughs> you mean, mean uh, STLV or whatever? Yeah, whatever it is that we're going to. Yeah, uh, Kenneth Laroque, I'm awake. Good to see you, Ken. Uh, we've got Art Mage Frey back. He said, "Haven't seen you guys in forever." The podcast. Yes, it's been a whole hour. It's been an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Orville Nation. Hey, Brian and Shane. Hey, PJ. Good to see you, brother. What up, PJ? Jeremy's just getting done with his work day. Thank you, Jeremy. And go enjoy. You've been on the road for days. Get the heck out of here, man. Catch us later. Uh, the ultimate alien. Hello there. Hello there to you. Who else Hello. we got here? And Hello, alien. I'm sure there's other people watching. If you're here, please give the stream a thumbs up. Uh, we're going to talk about some pretty cool stuff today. And um, we really appreciate you guys joining us. So thanks. And do us a favor, hit the subscribe button. If you're not already subscribed in the th- in the thumbs up, which Shane already said. And why not hit the bell, too? Hit the bell. Hit all the buttons. And Might as well. Might as well. Hulk smash all the buttons. <laughs> or She-Hulk smash all the buttons, we should say. Ooh, She-Hulk. Nice transition. Thank you. We're not there yet, but I agree. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. You should have. <laughs> Damn. Unless you wanted to. Let's do that first. Why not? Mm, no. Okay. Yeah, I guess this you can. Why not? Hey, guys, this is what control looks like. Uh, that, that's literally. No, we can do it first. Yeah, that's fine. Are you sure? Yeah, why not? Why the heck not? Here we go. Mm. Here we go. It'll be about, it'll take like two and a half minutes, so don't blink. If you guys want to watch the show, you probably can before we start. Okay. You ready? Oh, yeah. We are talking about She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Season 1, Episode 6, titled just Jen. <laughs> this is the wedding episode. And like Jen says at the beginning of the episode, I know it's weird to have a wedding episode so early, but wedding episodes are always, always feel out of place in, t- in TV shows, which she's not lying. That's exactly how most wedding episodes feel. So, well, th- I figured this show out. So this show did not, it was not that bad for me to watch. It it should have been. But this is what I did, guys. This is what got me going for it. I said, okay, how am I going to watch She-Hulk? I don't really want to watch it. So I went into the garage and we decorate for Halloween every year. So I've got this like old witch in the corner. And I took the old witch and I took her to the living room and I just kind of put her there. And then I walked off to the side and I kind of just gently strolled in and and, uh, I had She-Hulk up on the TV and I'm like, oh, hey, honey. What are you doing? And you know, oh, you're watching She-Hulk. Ah, I got to paint the house. I got some other stuff I got to do. And and then uh, you where know, the my, are you going with this? In my <laughs> did mind, did you have sex that, with the so, witch? What I'm trying to say. Why does everything go to sex? I don't know. You took a doll out of the garage. You put yes. A- I needed in order for me to watch this show because this show's not made for me. This show is made for ladies. So what I did is I just pretended like the 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 thing was my wife and she was watching TV oh. and she wanted me to watch it with her. Oh, right? Man. And so I had to like fool myself, trick myself into it. watching She-Hulk so that way I was doing her a favor. Yeah. Because there's no way in hell. So Shane has to get out get out the dolls in order to enjoy She-Hulk. That's what I got to. Yeah. I got to have my wife saying cuz my wife's not going to watch She-Hulk. So I got to have like some way to get into it. That's, I think you're giving cool. I think you're giving uh, She-Hulk too much of a hard time, man. Like, I'm not. So, I, no, this I'm episode not. was girly as hell, but like, it's, it's it's a girl show, though, don't you think? I mean, it's dead. I mean, look, they're constantly even this one. Once again, they're beating up all the dudes. They're all trashy, terrible guys. Even the guy in the B story this time, he's a trashy, terrible husband. You know, that lives forever. It's funny, but it's funny for like people who think like girls or enjoy like that kind of thing, and it's like. If you take off your your man coat and you sit down with your significant other and you enjoy a show with her, 
Why not? Yeah, enjoy the heck out of it. There's some good stuff there. It's funny. I mean, Tatiana's hilarious. I mean, honestly. Um, we got a super chat from She Is. We got a super chat from Orville Nation. We want a VIP members walkthrough of Shane's house in Halloween. <laughs> nice. Everybody come on out. A members a members only video for that? Members only walkthrough. Archmage Frey, did you restart the recording? No, it's just, I'm just going to have to do a lot of editing. Thank you, Archmage. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we got to figure out. Video Ninja, it's been doing this ever since we started Video Ninja. I don't it's know not, why. It's not Video Ninja, bro. I mean, it didn't do it until we started doing that. Well, no, it did. It never dropped it completely. It would just it would just get such bad quality it wasn't watchable. No, my whole show, my whole computer freezes. Oh. That's when I disappeared. Like everything, I have to, I have to restart the whole computer. Oh, that's weird. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. All Who's right, this back, girl? Back to the recording. <laughs> All right, so back to She-Hulk. So we're at the wedding, and uh, Jen wants to show up in uh, Hulk form because she is feeling... Um, self-conscious about her station in life and she wants to, she wants to show everyone that she is now a super sexy uh hulk and she's successful in her law firm etc 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 and these are high school friends apparently uh they went to high school together so yeah it makes sense like a reunion right right like a like a reunion yeah like a reunion all right um but her friend was like yo uh Please don't come to the wedding in, in Hulk form. So it's pretty funny when she was hugging her and her face is in her boobs. And she, I mean, that, that's those are funny moments. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Most of this was sort of like benign nonsense. Now, the secondary story was actually pretty funny. I know it, it was it, it, humor. Yeah. Yes. It was another shot at guys. But yeah, it was funny for that okay. reason. It, but I first off, it takes a lot for me to laugh out loud. Right. Like, uh-huh. like actually like burst out right. laughing. OK. For real. Yeah. Um, maybe it's because I watch a lot of crap. Um, maybe because I've seen a lot of jokes. Like I can usually see the setup for a joke. I did not see the setup. <laughs> so, you didn't see it coming. So this guy is Mr. Immortal. His superpower what's is that cool. he doesn't. What's that? What's that? That was cool. I like that. Yeah. His superpower is basically he doesn't die. Right. Right. And he wants to. He's trying to find lawyers because a bunch of his wives and vendors and stuff found out that he doesn't actually die. And they want to sue him because the way he escapes a marriage is by, like, just killing himself. Killing himself. <laughs> yeah, but David Pasquese, Pasquese, uh, however you say his name, he did a really good job, I think, of kind of playing this, like, totally he did. like unobservant guy, right, who's, like, lived so long. He's like, what am I... What am I doing wrong? I just die. It's no big deal, you know. And this is the craziest part. They're over here, like, uh, I don't have another word for it. So, like, nagging at him and, like, both going off at the same time, telling him how horrible he is. Yeah, they're, like, incredulous, like, what he's saying. Right. Yeah. Here's the deal. After, after, first off, this chick needs to relax. She's the assistant. How is she going to go off on a client? I'm sitting there getting annoyed. And I literally say to myself, damn, I want to walk into traffic. And then the guy gets up. That was the funny part. He yeah. gets up and just jumps out the window, dude. <laughs> to his death. I mean, because that is the way sometimes guys feel when they're being beat up by ladies. Oh, my God. Verbally. I was thinking about it the whole time. I was like, dude, I want to run into traffic. This is, this is, this is a torture. The fact that the show paid that off was like. 
Well, and the good thing they did is there's some guy guy stuff guy jokes, and there's also some stereotypical girl stuff in here. So it's it does feel a little more balanced. It's just like every episode, it's like what's this? What's what this week? What guy is going to do what bad thing? Is kind of, but then when you realize when you put your hat on, you say, "Oh, I'm watching a movie or a show because my wife wants to," and you're just ready to expect that, and then it doesn't become something that you complain about anymore. Uh, That's I, how I did that. I do not feel the same way as Shane, by the way, but I, I can right. see yeah that point. Yeah, you see his point. Um, that was pretty much, by the way, the top of the episode. Like it, it that was it. That was the best part of the episode. Everything from there is just sort of, you know, Jen's story and nothing. Moves critical, What's that? This is critical to the She-Hulk show. It's, it's critical for her character development, yes. Yeah, because she hasn't had anybody like her for her yet. Really, that was just like a regular guy. This guy's, if you can scroll back one, this guy's not a not a, a douchebag. He's just a dude who's kind of also being pushed around by this by this um, bride. Uh, and they both kind of are. And And for the first time, you feel like she's having some sort of like chemistry with someone that's not they're not they don't have ulterior motives uh, he's just there to like meet her and i thought that was cool because jen needs that i think sure. uh, internally sure yeah right so we got character development for for jen and that's good and you know and like like she said at the beginning of the episode she set up the audience she said like yeah uh, this is a wedding episode it's out of place but they're fun okay like my, I like that that she set that up because my expectations immediately were lowered. Right. All right. So and they always kind of pick on that character, which I think makes that character good. And another reason why She-Hulk isn't isn't a terrible show is because uh, the main character gets picked on a lot. And a lot of times in these shows that we hate that are very woke and very not cool, the main character is is kind of improperly uplifted and turned into like some sort of a better than they should be but jennifer walters is obviously uh being kicked kicked around a lot right um there's this moment where he says i will never understand women if i live to be a and then he said just said and i will because he's immortal <laughs> yeah that was funny line yeah and um and we're gonna burn a lot of this wedding stuff uh the th- the thing with the b story with mr immortal is basically he's being just sued and they're trying By to all of up- his past wives yeah Right. And also vendors. Or a husband, too. Yeah. yeah right. So he, they're trying to come up with a um, class action lawsuit, basically. And they, they, I'm going to burn through everything. So I'm going to tell you what happens. They decide that he has a bunch of gold from his first wife, and they're all going to split it, you know, however many ways. That's pretty much what they decide to do. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, back at the wedding, uh, Tatiana. Played by uh, Jamil Jamila Jamil. Yeah, I can't say her. I can't pronounce her name. It's okay. She shows up as someone's plus one because she wants to mess with She-Hulk. Okay, cool. Of course, we need to have the obligatory uh, supervillain fight in every show, even if it's at a wedding. I thought I thought that on its own was sort of funny because yeah, you would think at the wedding episode there's not going to be any. Superheroing, no action. Oh no, no, not in She-Hulk. That's not how this works. So we yeah, Witchy Pooh loved this part. It was fantastic. What's that? Witchy Pooh really loved this whole exchange with the oh, God. girls and everything. It was good. Witchy Pooh. All right. So that's about <laughs> it. Blah blah blah. Now this is this is the last part, important part. Then the show's going to end. So it's a really quick quick episode. 
they find this web the website called Intelligentsia, which you know that's that's already a website now, like the second this aired. It already was. Oh, was it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Is yeah, that a I mean, real it's a website? Spanish word for the word intelligent. So yeah, it's definitely a website. Uh, I, mean, I, w- I wonder why Disney would use an existing. I don't. Okay. So I mean, they're not they're not giving you what they're just giving you the name. So you don't know if it's www about what. You know what I'm saying? It's that's not like true. they're giving you a domain name. That's true. So basically, this is 4chan. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I see how you would say that, but this is actually the evildoers underground. I understand. Yeah. The but person it, trying to get her blood. It literally looks like a mix between 4chan and Reddit. Sure. And it has like the same style image and it has a very, it's very similar as a, yeah. as a, as a Reddit slash 4chan uh, reader. This is very similar to those websites. So I see what the, the comparison they're trying to make and there's bad guys and people want to kill her and they talk about how much that's, that's literally Reddit. Anyways, they're talking about how they hate uh, She-Hulk and they're trying to figure out how to kill her. And so this is the real story. This is what moves like the underlying story. We're going to find out who wants to kill She-Hulk and why. Right. And apparently it's just a bunch of toxic male trolls. Right. And so like, like once again, you know, that's, I mean, if you can't see that that's like a constant thing, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's just, it is, it's a constant. And so that's what makes it a girl show. Because girl shows like to beat up on guys and make fun of dudes and make dudes look like ridiculous. And so we have to at least label it that and, and admit that this is not a show that was made for guys. Right? You gotta admit it at least. I mean you can still enjoy it and be a guy, I guess, but it doesn't but it wasn't made for us. I mean, I, I enjoy most of it. I didn't okay. I didn't when we started this, I wasn't enjoying it. I thought it was gonna be like a meme review, but it's sort of fun. And there's funny but, I mean, parts. you did all like the inside girl jokes and the whole like the bridesmaid getting pushed around and cleaning everything. I mean, that's girl hijinks. Yeah, yeah I don't understand it's any of that. Or care. You're right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just it is what it is. It is what it is. And uh, that's about it, guys. Uh, that's it for that. Uh, this little mini She-Hulk review. Uh, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on the way to the comment section. Let us know what you guys thought of She-Hulk this week. And we're moving on. Next week's episode's two and a half minutes, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> the last episode is just going to be an image post. <laughs> I'm disappointed we're not getting like the 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 like the the end credit scene from her anymore. Like yeah. the last two episodes, there's been no like something else, and that I was kind of looking forward to that in these. I think. Yeah, I wonder why that ended. Why did they stop know. doing that? I don't know. Okay, what's up, Josh? How you doing, brother? All right, we are going to be talking about dragons. Let me start it up. We're talking about dragons, a.k.a. House of Dragons, and how they are officially whooping the butt of the Rings <laughs> of Power, which if you've been watching both, which you know we have, that's not news. Ain't news. House of Dragon is a phenomenal show, and Rings of Power is pretty much a double disappointment. And that's... So Shane, explain to me exactly why this is like how how are they proving this with metrics and not just subjective? Yeah, you know. So according views. to uh, according to Parrot Analytics data, which takes into account consumer research, streaming downloads, and social media, among other engagements, 
it appears that HBO's House of the Dragon has risen in the most recent week and demand for Amazon Prime's video, The Rings of Power, fell by about 13%. So each week, House of Dragon has increased its viewership and each week, Rings of Power, has, has it's fallen. So that's what this thing's reporting here. And I mean, it's not like we're surprised, right? Yeah. I mean... Rings of Power has been slow and boring. And even for people who don't really understand the Tolkien story, it's pretty obvious that it's not nearly as good as House of the Dragon, in my opinion. Yeah, my question is, how are they getting their data? Well, it's, I mean, I don't know how it works, but the, what they're reporting is, is that they take into account a bunch of factors. So you have those sites now that are like, they go to Disney Plus's homepage and every day they li- they keep track of the top 10 and Netflix and these other places. So, I mean, so that's one way to find out like oh, how things are performing and they do like a bunch of different things that you can actually, a bunch of little things that these streaming networks don't realize they're giving away the information. Mm-hmm. And then they build their own little analytics based off of that. And also what's trending on Twitter or Instagram and, you know, how many people are joined, which group for, you know, on Facebook, stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah. So some of this, though, is some of this has to be um, a little conjecture because they don't actually have HBO's numbers. They don't have She-Hulk's numbers, Lord of the Rings numbers. So well, they do. They, they do have how many times it fell in the number three spot or the number four spot in the trending for those streaming services they absolutely do they track those daily i we we did it for the orville when we were trying to do the orville's renewal uh we were tracking what day spot they were in each day to see how much it was being viewed and then you can just add a percentage to it based on how much that changes or or what happens interesting so there is a for i mean it's not perfect it's not exact because these streaming services will never give us their numbers unless it completely leans into their favor right Um, but there is a way for us to kind of gauge popularity based on what we're seeing. Now, could the streaming services lie about what's on their streaming services and what's being watched and what's not? They absolutely could. And it wouldn't surprise me in a bit if something like that were to change. You know, what's really interesting here is uh, apparently even She-Hulk is beating Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. (laughs) I I according to their metrics, yeah. Um, and I don't see how that's possible. Although there's a lot of kids watching She-Hulk. You know, that's the funny thing. My my uh my 13 year old, he's all about watching She-Hulk, you know, little he's a teenager, so I mean he's 13. I get it. Have you seen She-Hulk? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh but the point is is that there's a lot of kids no, there ain't no kids watching the Lord of the Rings. No. <laughs> on prime video no there ain't no kids watching it and here's another thing is i'm not stopping my kids like i don't give my kids access to prime video so when they go to like look at things they can't just watch anything they want on amazon but i give them the pretty much the free run on disney plus that's true so a lot of kids probably are around the world are watching more she hulk stuff or more disney plus stuff just because of that reason hmm Interesting. Yeah, they also said that Tales of the Walking Dead was down ten percent. So, you know, as uh, there's only there's only so many viewers of these streaming services. So as demand for some shows go up, demand for other shows are going to go down. There isn't an unlimited supply of 
of viewers. So I can see how, like, as, you know, I mean, like, when we make a video on our main channel, like, that video can be getting a lot of views. But when we make a, a new video, it usually, the video that, that the previous video usually falls down a little bit because those viewers are going to move to the, set, the the newest video. Yeah. No, you're, you're 100% right. And the way they're making their decision for these things, it's funny. I was, Chris Pine had a quote uh, when he was talking about Star Trek for. And they were saying, you know, what kind of story do you want to have put out? You know, and he's like, just make a story that fans of Star Trek want to see. Because if you make Star Trek for people who like Star Trek and stop trying to make it for the whole world, then it's going to be successful. And I would that's such a great quote. And I would say the same thing about House of the Dragon or Rings of Power. House of the Dragon is just making good Game of Thrones material. It is good Game of Thrones. And then the Game of Thrones fans will show up. And if the Rings of Power would just make good stuff that Tolkien fans like, that, that Lord of the Rings fans like, then people will show up and watch it and stop trying to cater and bend to the entire planet to try to gain as many viewers as possible. In the long run, you end up losing. I, I think it's a losing scenario. And I don't know who has done the demographics and who's figured this out, or maybe they can't mentally wrap their arms around it. But if you build something for the people, for the fan base that already exists, it just feels like you're going to have more success in the long run. There's a reason why these franchises exist successfully today. It's because people love them. So continue to build stuff for those fans. Yeah. It seems like a no brainer to me. Um, You know, I used to not understand the motivation behind like, Oh, let's change this series that already has fans and make it something different. And then I watched a show on Hulu recently called, uh, the reboot. And if that show is even remotely correct, I sort of understand their motivation. Like it's motivated by personal opinion and personal and, and, um, and personal motivations. And so in that show, you know, this woman wants to reboot this nineties sitcom. And the actors are down to do it because they feel like the 90s sitcom was always cheesy and didn't represent the character they wanted to play and didn't get to do their acting. And, and they mm-hmm. basically get them and they go, oh, we're going to do this reboot and you're gonna, and the actors want to do it because it's like a new, edgy, darker version where they can like flex their muscles and get paid, you know, their acting muscles and get paid for it, right? Yeah, it's basically Picard seasons one and two. Right, and what happens is, <laughs> right, it's exactly that. Like the character is playing, that's, that's Patrick Stewart. And it's hilarious because, like, the studio is cool with it until someone with a brain that, you know, one of the original showrunners is like, oh, yeah, no, we're not going to do any of that. We're going to go, if we're going to reboot it, we're going to we're gonna do it the way we did it before, what made it successful. And now the show is about them basically fighting and arguing with the original showrunner who's going to do it that, who wants to do it the way, the, the way it was successful and not this mm. brand new way. That's cool. Yeah. And, and it's a pretty good, show, pretty good show because I'm looking at like, okay, so they're justifying their actions, but I'm also seeing sort of why they do it. Before I used to be like, I don't understand why, why don't they just do it right? Well, because they they don't think the first version was right. They think the original yeah. way it was done was wrong, or not progressive enough, or mm-hmm. had the wrong message, or didn't did, you know didn't allow them to tell the right story or whatever. So they're trying to like. They're trying to correct history by modifying existing IP. 
Yeah. Instead, because it was celebrated, successful, and loved, then maybe you're wrong about your perception of the show, which is the message studios should probably think is, if you think you're right, go back and look and see if it was popular and loved and and why the heck you're doing a reboot now or, or redoing the show now, because you wouldn't be doing it if the show wasn't successful the first time around. Right. So, yeah, that's that's what, and Paul Reiser is is in that show and he hasn't been in a lot lately. You probably remember from Aliens 2 or uh, old 90s sitcom, in fact, that he was on. So, Oh, yeah. Paul Reiser in that show reboot. Yeah. Yeah. He plays the, the showrunner, I think. Yeah. He's uh, he was in a 90s sitcom, which is funny enough. It mad makes, about you. It makes sense. Yeah, man, man about uh, man, mad about you is actually pretty funny, although I didn't, I didn't like the the you like I, Helen Hunt. I did. I, I I despise everybody. Everybody didn't like Helen Hunt. It's okay. Like I'm not. I I really, really dislike that 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 character, that actress, like just everything about her. Yeah, yeah. You remember her in Twister, right? Yeah, just that's like the culmination of the end of Helen Hunt. Oh, jeez. I'm so glad that that era is over. (laughs) And uh, so if you're looking forward to House of the Dragon this week and Rings of Power, Rings of Power is going to take us uh, out of Numenor and actually into the Southland, where hopefully we'll get some sort of Sauron sighting. Uh, House of the Dragon, we're going into the future, where we'll be getting an an older uh, Princess Rhaenerys and uh, Queen Alicent, among others and a short-haired version of Damon, uh, Matt Smith. So uh, we'll be doing reviews on those if you guys want to check in and check that out. Of course, we do it live for our members, and uh, otherwise stay tuned, and and let's see how that goes this week. Yes, and hit the subscribe button on the way to the comment section to let us know what you're watching. Absolutely. Okay, uh, what's next? Oh, I know what's next. The Weekly Terry! The Weekly Terry! The Weekly Terry. I just want you guys to know that after we did the Weekly Terry last week, uh, I tweeted Terry and uh, and DM'd him and sent him like what it was. And he just, he absolutely loved it. So uh, he thought it was great. And he pointed us to some new information that we could use for this week. Uh, because once again, the great Terry Metalis, who is the showrunner for Picard Season 3, has given a little bit more information uh, about the show to us. Okay. So I don't know if you're able to pull up any of his tweets or not here, but yes, the one, I think the big one for the week is this one here. And this is going to shock you. So I want everybody to hold on to their seats for a second. Just kind of buckle up, hold, get a grip somewhere. So wait a this, minute. Wait. This tweet, I don't know yeah. which, I don't know which ones you're going to show. So I'm, I'm just like, I got like six ready. Like, okay, here we yeah, go. Okay. This is good. This is good. So this tweet from, Jesse or at pockets underscore 13 said spending my Saturday night alone with my own thoughts. Unfortunately, that has led me to freaking out that one of the TNG characters is going to die in Star Trek Picard season three. Please at Terry Metalis, let these guys live happily ever after pray emoji. Well, Terry responded with safety, not guaranteed. Bum, bum, bum. Oh man. Somebody, I mean, listen, Terry doesn't troll people. This is one thing we figured out. He doesn't troll people. So he's not going to say that without there being an element of something dangerous that will occur. Now, does that mean somebody's definitely going to die? No, but it means that we can't be certain that he won't kill off somebody. 
Who can he kill that we won't like freak out about? Picard. Oh, okay. Yeah, Picard needs to die. He could kill Picard, I guess. They, in just some heroic it. way. That yeah. would be okay. Yeah, everyone think about it for a minute. You think Patrick okay. Stewart's coming back to this character in 10 years? I I mean, I hope he's with us still, but I doubt he will be. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, yeah, yeah fine. He, he, he might still be alive, but he's he can barely play the role now. He's not coming back to the character of Picard the next the next runaround, the next go around. And if you don't kill off this character and you want to continue in that future, people are going to ask in canon, where's Captain Picard? Interesting. And it's okay, already been so- advertised as the final season. Right. The final season of Picard. <clears throat> uh-huh. Which means no more Picard after this. So if they do continue with Janeway or Seven of Nine or Riker series or whatever... We can't think that Captain Picard is still alive and kicking in a hundred in an immortal robot body. That's a good point. And I, there's someone else they can kill that you don't realize. Are you ready for this? The audience. They can kill Wesley Crusher. Oh. And I think everybody would be okay with that. Is what so. I would say if I was a complete <laughs> moron. <laughs> we don't you ruined the traveler story with this whole I don't Picard season two. They just totally ruined the the Gary Seven storyline of, of. Here's TOS. the deal. Just so boys. irritates me. So <laughs> please, if you want to kill somebody, kill that guy. Oh uh, my! Oh my! Let's <laughs> let's give away. Freaking <laughs> <laughs> Will Wheaton right now is like, what did I do to you guys? <laughs> you know what you did. You know what Reddit. you did well. Or Wesley. Uh, so we, he also gave away something else. This is interesting. So another tweet came out that said, it was from Jorg Hillebrand. I'm looking forward to finding out who the red statue seen in the Star Trek Picard season three trailer actually depicts. The statue looks like, uh, looks rather Janeway-esque. And now that's at the beginning of the building that's being destroyed. Remember the Starfleet building we saw in the, in the preview? Yes. And we're like, what, what is that? So it says here, another guy says, uh, Michael Kukulegata, Kukielika, whatever. Isn't that Starfleet emblem TOS movie era? Could be a museum, perhaps Kirk. And Terry says, it's an older building on an older planet. So that confirms, Terry just confirmed to us that it's not, it's not uh, on Earth. Uh, and it's an older building. So it's older than, older than TNG, or I'm sorry, older than... TOS and uh, and it's on another planet, an older planet. So where could that be? That's weird. Yeah, but it's a you know it's it's a little tidbit here. So that that I looked it up by the way that the from from the satellite view, um, I'm almost positive that that is the San Pedro Basin where they shot that. Okay. It's the, the exact nice. same um, layout minus a few added things and all the added futuristic crap. Like this super chat from Kenneth LaRoque. Thank you, Kenneth. It looks like it's time for this. Shut up, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> because we run everything. I know. I know Will Wheaton hates that, but sorry. Gosh, sorry you're famous, buddy. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, I agree with Josh Temple. You can go ahead and kill Picard off, but do not touch Worf. Don't touch Worf. Nobody lays a finger on Worf. You touch one hair on Worf, and I'll pull your eyes out. Nerds will riot. (laughs) Okay, here's another little tidbit from, from Terry. Jason Redman says, do Trek producers dream of one day being legendary admirals? And then he says, hashtag USS Metalis. And Terry says, I kind of make a cameo. Oh. So it looks like Terry will be in, um, kind of, in Picard season three at some point. Hmm. Cool. That's awesome. Lots of weekly Terry tidbits. Let's see if there's anything else. Yeah, I got one. <clears throat> oh, bring it. Um, Nathan Hansen asks, some thoughts I've been having about Star Trek Picard Season 3. Will they continue the TNG tradition of hilarious gag reels? Will we get a captain's log from Cap- from Picard? What ship are they going to use for the pre-show flyby? Should they pull a ransom and use a giant John Luke head? Terry Metellus says, we'll have one, a gag reel. There's going to be a captain's log from not just Picard, but yes, from Picard. And the ship's flyby will be the Titan A. Mm. That's good. That's good. So the sh- so we're going to see the Titan A. He also confirmed this week, again, I believe this is more than once, uh, David Barber said that Picard Season 2 was a bit of a self-indulgent mess. I fear Season 3 will be more of the same. What with what looks like more time travel and all those returning characters will see. And Terry says, no time travel. So there will be no time travel in Picard season three. You can rest assured. Oh, God. And we're all grateful for that. So those are the big Terry tidbits, I think, here. Yeah. US must, USS Metallus must be named after this planet. Hmm. Yeah, good thing. Um, yeah, I agree. There's no Klingark wharf. Um I'm almost positive that I'm actually positive that our, you know, um, secret reboot timeline or our video is 100% on on point. And the Klingons were part of a, let's call them extreme religious sect that we saw in Discovery and that did not represent the whole of the Klingon Empire. But only the the hardcore, like religious nut nut you know nut jobs, um, and that's why they look like that. And that's not what all Klingons look like. Just the ones we saw. I'm assuming. Good point. Yeah. There was also a follow up to like him killing off one of the characters, and uh, somebody said, "Well, Terry, if it's Picard that you kill, basically, I hope you give him a heroic, meaningful death, not crushed to death by a pedestrian bridge." Uh, Terry says word which means he agrees that's that's 80s speak for I agree nice so yeah because the pedestrian bridge was Kirk obviously getting killed during Star Trek generations that's awesome yeah so I mean it looks like there's some really good stuff here and uh, but my favorite tweet even though we got some really great stuff from uh from Terry all week. It was his non star Trek tweet that got the most laugh from me. And he had this tweet, basically film updates put out that Netflix has launched a casting call 
for Squid Game The Challenge. With the largest cast in reality TV history, 456 real players will enter the game in pursuit of a life-changing experience just like Squid Games. And, of course, he has the uh, the uh, uh, Jeffrey, you know, what's the uh, the guy from Jurassic Park? Oh, yeah. Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum, I uh, think, going, uh, kind of like, because think about it. Where the Squid, Squid Games killed off all the people playing. Yeah, you know, my biggest problem with that, though, is that Mr. Beast already did it. So Netflix, you're just stealing a YouTuber's idea. Right, but at least this time it won't be set up, maybe? Because Mr. Beast, you know, he sets up who wins. So No, he doesn't. Oh, I don't Beast know. It sure looks like he does to me. What are you talking about? It was not set up. Oh, he handpicks the people that are going to be in it, people that are friends. and No, yeah. no, no, no. People that he no. can control. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta watch that. It's it's a long it's a long thing. To like dedicate. A I mean, I'm just saying all of his challenges typically are that way. So maybe he did this one different. I don't know, but that's how he typically does his giveaways. I don't He's giving away his millions to people that he knows. I don't think you're correct. I don't think he does that. Right. Um, but I did watch that episode, and uh, no, there was a lot of people in that in that episode. I just think it's hilarious that Netflix like, oh, oh, we should do it like the YouTuber did it. Yeah, let's do that. I'm just so tired of big these big Hollywood companies just jacking our our thing. Like when when we watch Game of Thrones and it literally starts off with for more information follow the official podcast. Like dude, get out of our lane, Holmes. That's a good point. Like that's what we do. You're already making the thing. Let us be be, be the pod, do the podcast. You're already making the thing. Yeah. All right. That said, this has been the Weekly Terry. The Weekly Terry. Yeah, Thanks again. Me. Let's see what Terry gives us next week, huh? Yeah, subscribe and comment below. All right. Was t- every time I see you message Terry, it's like surreal that you're talking to like a Star Trek showrunner. He's a cool guy too. You know, it's like not everybody in Hollywood's very cool, but you can tell he's just like, like seriously, like if one of us had like got lucky and and was able to like get into Hollywood and do some of this stuff, he's just like one of us. Like Rob or you or me or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he's a really nice guy. guy. Nice guy. Plus. With a uh, lot of pressure. I noticed that his uh, his Twitter, where he's from, is the same as ours, which I don't know if that's just a common thing for nerds or what, but it's awesome. Yeah. So we'll bring you what we can. So we have, we we have our Twitter location as being Hill Valley, California, because it's the only it's the only actual place that also represents like something we like start like Back to the Future. And he has the same. He has the same one. He's a nerd, baby. He's a nerd, baby. A nerd, super nerd. <clears throat> so, what do we got here in the chat? Uh, getting into Hollywood is lucky? Question mark. You know, Ken, it actually is to some degree because uh, a lot of these guys who started out as writers, you know, it's a little bit of who you know and also being local and and who you rub shoulders with. But you got to have a little bit of talent. And uh, Terry was a good writer. A lot, a lot of these Star Trek guys were good writers when they were on the original shows. And uh, so once you make a little name for yourself, it's, it's, there's a little bit of luck involved, I think. Got to have some talent. We haven't, Brian and I have never really tried, so who knows what would have happened. I mean, we, I, we worked for actors and producers. Yeah, but I mean, so. we never really said, let's just go for it. I mean, I, I, I spent a career in the Navy, but it would have been interesting to like just try to write scripts or or try to do some sort of production. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I never actually like tried to do anything in Hollywood. We we worked for uh we've worked for actors and we've done like their little production stuff and graphics and all that. But we never actually said like, "Oh, let's go intern on this show and try to break into writing or whatever." Never and it really never yeah. and it was never even a thought. I guess Terry was like, "I'm going to go be in be the craft service guy at at Paramount and ended up eventually being interning and then well he was young too so like i mean you know when you were young when i was young you know we were in the military so you know when we came out we already had a life going on so it's tough you know when you're in your early 20s that's the time to take a take a risk and that's what he did and that's true so that's part of the process this is true friend this is very true you are not you are not lying okay anyways very nice guy and next week we'll have more so let's move on from that Doomed Ho, really quick. Patrick Stewart talked like he might do a TNG film after Picard season three. You're right, but what he actually said was, and he really spoke out of turn, was I think he misunderstood what they were talking about because he said, Yeah, I'd love to do a movie or something to that effect to, to the question. So I think a little bit of his old timers was kicking in there when they asked <laughs> that question. I, uh, it seemed like uh, it was dismissed pretty quickly by Kurtzman. Yeah, they were like, No, we're not doing a Picard movie. <laughs> Although that doesn't stop giant freaking robot from saying that the next movie is going to be a Star Trek Picard, yeah, Star Star Wars four or Star Trek four is Picard movie. Yeah, the so. next the there there was a literally an article I I I had to ask as ask Shane if he was mistyped because the giant freaking robot the giant freaking robot article we we we've been here this this website is garbage it's not real nothing they do is, is real. They they had an article where they said Star Trek Four is going to include the cast of the Next Generation. <laughs> I know it's just they just pull it out of their butts, man. Like, they don't even care. That doesn't make sense in any way. There is no way that makes sense at all. It's like someone said, but oh, Patrick Stewart said there will be a movie, and oh, they're like, oh, and there's going to be Star Trek Four. Oh, it must be the same. Yeah, go ahead and report that. Boss says, hey Jerry, uh, you sure? He goes, yeah. Who cares? They're going to click it anyways. <laughs> Jeez. So stupid. Oh, fun. Orville Nation Super Chat. You guys are doing stuff beyond your wildest dreams on YouTube. In the coming years, so much potential on YouTube. I agree. Thank you, PJ. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. And PJ, we are very fortunate uh, to be able to do this. I mean, we we, de- we do have regular jobs, but but we're slowly transitioning into doing this more frequently. And it's all because of you know, Brian and I working together and having great people like you guys supporting us. So thank you for allowing us to have this opportunity. If you don't watch them, you know, it doesn't happen for us. So, so no. thank you. PJ so great too. Also, he, he was, you know, helping us out on Maria's birthday stream the other day. And he's, he's just such a wonderful connector. Thank you, PJ, for everything you do. I agree. Thank you, PJ. Giant freaking robot is fifty percent fake stories and fifty percent Brie Larson bikini pics. Yeah, that's that's pretty true. Oh my lord! Which both both are bad in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone, it was there was like this weird group of the internet who used to think like, oh, uh, you know, Brie Larson is the hottest chick I know, and I'm like, are we looking at the same person? I don't. She's so plain to me, like. Everybody's know. got their type, you know. There was the trailer park has lovelies as well. There's entire threads like dedicated to thousands of people on how hot Brie Larson is. She it. reminds me of like the the pinnacle of the trailer park, you know, like oh, the trailer the, park hot. 
Oh, oh yeah, so yeah. She like yeah, that the top the top trailer park trailer park uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. I always thought like Angela not Angela Bassett, um uh the chick that played Eminem's mom. Oh, what was her name? Damn. Oh, I don't remember. She was like I, yeah. she was like the top of the of the <laughs> trailer park, you know. Wait, Brie Larson, <clears throat> what season of community was Brie Larson? Season in? four. She played really? um uh I think Abed's girlfriend, I believe. I must I must not be there. Only yet. a couple episodes. Yeah. I must not be there yet because I'm watching community right now at night. Although, like I said, Cobra Kai is where it's at, guys. So Yeah, she played uh Rachel. Um yeah, she was basically dating I think Abed. All right, well I'll check out those. <clears throat> Only a couple episodes. And it was season four. Look at that. Anyone off the top of my head, just like that. All mm. right. Um let's rock and roll. To the next topic. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's right. Discovery. Okay. Ah, that's right. I lost track of my notes, guys. Let's do a little uh, pitch for, for Movie Palette again really quick. So if you guys were watching earlier, we got... If you, guys, if you guys haven't checked this out, this is Movie Palette. They're sponsoring today's video, today's live stream. And uh, that's really cool. But basically, it's a movie. Okay, stop making noise. Sorry. It's a movie that uh, that is in all the colors of the movie are lined up in vertical lines. So from the beginning to the end of what we have there is Star Trek for the Voyage Home. Uh, you can get that at moviepalette.com. They have tons and tons of uh, of options for you to take a look at. And if you use Popcast 15, that'll get you 15% off of your own movie palette piece of artwork. So thanks a lot. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> Moonpower.com. My God. All right. Uh, let's go. It's rock and roll. It's rock and roll. Uh, yeah. Archmage says she doesn't look anything like she does now. You wouldn't recognize. Yeah. She did. She looks very different. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're talking about Star Trek Discovery. Apparently, the writing for Star Trek Discovery has been completed. Mm. What do we expect? From Stargate, Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery. Let me tell you what I expect. Very not much. <laughs> <laughs> not much. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny. It's like my heart and soul always wants to like say, well, maybe it'll be better. You know, I always want to do that. Like maybe they'll just figure it out and it'll be okay. You know, that's kind of how I, what I want to happen. Mm-hmm. Um but we don't know. So let's 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 tell you what is going to happen. They did wrap uh, writing, so this, they're done writing it. Um, they actually started shooting uh, episode ten uh, back in early June in Toronto, and I get apparently they're halfway completed. Um, but this season five is going to be about this. In season five, Captain Burnham and the crew of the USS Discovery uncover a mystery that sends them on an epic adventure across the galaxy to find an ancient power whose very existence has been deliberately hidden for centuries. But there will, but there are others on the hunt as well. Dangerous foes who are desperate to claim the prize for themselves and will stop at nothing to get it. Sounds like Indiana Jones, doesn't it? You know what it sounds like? It sounds like uh, last episode, last season they go, Hey, what's a really like epic universe thing that we can pull from canon? They're like, oh, the Great Barrier. Yeah, yeah. And so they wrote that 
ridiculous season. And then this season, they're like, okay, so that was a success. Obviously, they aren't reading everything. Let's, what else can we pull? And they're like, oh, What's what about God? Wasn't the Great Barrier, though, at the center of the universe or, or galaxy? They went outside the galaxy. No, no, no. The, center, the Great Barrier was not at the center. It was. Are you sure? I don't know, Shane. I don't know where the damn Great Barrier is Great in the galaxy. Barrier, Star Trek. Yes. Like say, Archmage phrase. Before I was rudely interrupted by Shane. Yes, the galactic core. Oh, wait. Let me see here. Before I was rudely interrupted yeah. by Shane for the third time now. Well, give me a second, what? Shane. I said, oh, God, are they going to ruin Iconians? That no, was no. my no. thought process. I see. So, yeah, you they might go to Iconians, and yes, it probably would likely ruin it. Uh, but what, what my point, I have the reason I interrupt you, and I'm sorry, is because you said that they went to, you know, the Great Barrier outside of the galaxy. So, but they didn't, because the Great Barrier, which we went to in Star Trek five, right? Undiscovered Country? Sure, yeah. Or whatever, Star Trek six, whatever. Uh, five. Um, anyways, no, I, forgive me on which the one. The last two but anyways, they went to the center of the galaxy, not to the edge. And in Discovery last season, they went outside the galaxy. No, but they called the they they. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe they're wrong, but they called it the Great Barrier, and and they said that starships couldn't get couldn't get past the Great Barrier before for whatever reason. Interesting. It was okay. like a void or something like that, or something ridiculous and stupid nonsense. And they couldn't. And there was no mycelial networks. So they couldn't like. Once they got in there, they couldn't use their uh, mushroom drive, spore drive. Mm. It was so bad. I don't. Well, I don't know why we're talking about, it, but it was really well, bad. Because, yeah. So what I was gonna say though is, they go let's let's like rehash something that that we that they talked about in old Trek, and now they're doing the same thing. And I feel like it's either gonna be God, the the Greek mythos people from TOS. Or like Iconians, which it would make sense if they're Iconians because Iconians span multiple series. And they need to be careful because they said they're going to traverse the galaxy. I mean, you got to remember that it, it was going to take you know 40 years for Voyager to just cross the Delta Quadrant. Right. So, but they have the spore drive, dude. Oh, that's right. Shoot. I keep forgetting they have this technology that nobody should have. That's that right. No For one the- ever in any TV right. show ever, any science fiction, anything should ever have the ability to basically fast travel at whim. That is a video game mechanic. It doesn't just, belong. Sorry. It doesn't belong no. in a story. When you're writing a story, part of the story is the travel time. So it makes when- me tired. Like you, you can't just. Fa- that's basically what they said. Like, let's make a let's make a technology that allows our crew to fast travel. Like like you like you're playing Grand Theft Auto. Like stop stop yeah. it. Oh god, it makes no sense. Anyways, it's like a cheat code. Yeah, it's just not right. Yeah, uh, Archmage Frey said there's a barrier around the galaxy. Also, there's a barrier around the galaxy, according to Gary Mitchell, episode two. That's true. You're right. There's two barriers, apparently. I don't know. But all I remember is that when they went looking for God, they went to the center of the galaxy. They didn't go outside the galaxy in Star uh, Trek Undiscovered uh, Country. And, what, and then there's also that one power, too, where the, remember the giant head, Zero, whatever? You know, there's there's been a lot of, like, re- godlike powers in TOS and in TNG. But I got to tell you... um. 
Iconians make the most sense because used often, yeah. It's popular enough that I know these weak writers would know of the name and a quick Google search would reveal that no one, nothing's happened with those, that race yet. And they would say, Oh, fans would probably want to know more about that. Well, and, and I think you might be right because it says here, they uncover a mystery uh, to find an ancient power that has been deliberately hidden for centuries. Now we know the Iconians are not hidden during Picard's time because they're investigating it. So that would make sense if it was only centuries, you know, that they maybe since discovery went into the future, it's been hidden, I guess, maybe. Uh, but Starfleet has really good information on the Iconians. And, well, they didn't uh, say Starfleet hid it, though. What if it was hidden and Starfleet never found it? You know, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Ugh. It's uh, an ancient power, which I don't know. I mean, the Iconians ever. were like God tier, right? Before Close. they just disappeared. Yeah. They could send people. They definitely were more advanced, I think, than anybody in current. Yeah, they were like track. the ancients from like Stargate. Like they can like, they were like top tier when it comes to tech. Um, yeah, but I don't think they ascended. No, they didn't ascend. I think, I don't know. I don't know. Orville Nation for five bucks. FYI, taken from Joe Malazzi's blink drive concept from Dark Matter. I thought the same thing, but at least the blink drive had restrictions. Like there was. It, it wasn't unlimited range, right? And it was unlimited uses, and it there was actual restrictions, like limitations to that technology. Uh, but there's almost seemingly no limitation to the spore drive, other than the fact that they had to use like the stupid um, tardigrade, and then. You eliminated that restriction when you made it so that the chief engineer can do it. And then, oh, well, there's a little restriction because the chief engineer is one person. Oh, but then you made it so that this other guy can do it. So if, if anyone can eventually be like programmed or made to do it, then there really isn't a restriction, is there? True. That's a good point. So during this, uh, when the writing wrapped, uh, there was a, well, I guess there was a past interview with with uh, showrunner uh, Michelle Parada- uh, Parada- Paradise. And she went on to say when they asked, you know, how are they going to apply the lessons learned in the previous four seasons to how they approach the new season? And this is what Michelle said. We learn from every single season and not just from every season. We learn from every episode, both creative- creatively and logistically, working to better uh, to better reach and be the possibly the best version of the show we can be, uh, and also be the best possible addition to the Star Trek universe. Uh, the things that come to mind immediately are probably things that are perhaps less interesting to fans of the show itself, but there were a lot of lessons learned last season in the lines of production and logistics. Okay, yeah, that's boring. How to shoot during COVID. Um, we have yeah. brand new technology in the AR wall which is a phenomenal technology. That's that, so they'll be using, that's yeah. that thing I was telling you about earlier. The one with, yeah. it's basically a projector wall. Yeah. That star Wars is using. Uh, and that's also a learning curve. Uh, so we've learned a lot about that over season four and be able to come and use it in, in new ways in season five. So will we see an upgrade to locations perhaps with these walls? Um, but it doesn't say we're going to stop being um, the worst star Trek show. 
out right now. I like what Archmage phrase said. Doing the Iconians and STD is like a new Stargate show immediately doing a season-long arc to meet the Furlings. Ah, that's a good point. But it's, but it, you're right, but it's also... I wouldn't put it past them. Like, 100%, I, I, I'm actually... I'm believing it's 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 either the Iconians or one of those things from that they're just mining from past episodes because that's what they did last season. Well, we won't know uh, for sure, probably for about another year, since that's about how long we have before Discovery Season 5 happens. So we will keep you guys posted if anything new comes out. And you know what's really interesting, too, is that... Um, <laughs> like, they they really do believe that season um season uh the last season was successful in their mm-hmm. minds it, like they said that was the, like i remember that when we watched star trek they talking about it was the most successful their most successful season and i'm like to who was that successful to themselves man that's the only thing they listen to it's a bunch of people farting in the room and everybody smell it and going yes that's good <laughs> So true. I don't. I don't know what else. I don't know what else to tell you. Maybe to all of the community members that really like the ever, that everybody needs a therapist. I don't know. Yeah, that's great. All right, all right. Let's wrap it up. Don't do not forget to hit the subscribe button on the way to the comment section to let us know what you guys thought of the last season of Discovery. Okay, just one second. Let's see what's going on over here. Jump drive. Jump anywhere in the galaxy in no time. Yeah, I hate that, Ken. One second. Terrible. I'm going to talk to these guys. Uh, they will also meet Jody Whitaker's doctor because it will be just our luck that the first Star Trek and Doctor Who crossover will feature Jody and Michael Burnham. Mm. Let's hope not. Toronto, a short commute for me. I'm part of the GTA. GTA is actually I don't there's no fast travel in GTA. Is there? Oh, I guess you could you could pay money to fast travel. My kids love that game. I don't think they should be playing it though because too much cussing. Oh yeah. So anyways, other things we're going to talk about still upcoming today. We got uh, the new Black Adam trailer. We're going to talk about, uh, I guess, Justice League and Harley Quinn are involved. We got Amber Heard blackmailing her way into Aquaman two. Uh, Scott Bakula apparently is can come be on Quantum Leap anytime he wants and play in any role he wants. And uh, we're going to be talking about a Star Trek Janeway a little later in the show as well. So make sure you stay tuned. And I'm back. All right. Hey. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Okay. Let's rock and roll. What's up next? Oh, we're oh we're doing member section now, huh? Let's see. One, two, three, four. I think we can do one more. You got okay. four left. All right. What do you want to do next? You pick. Ooh. Ooh. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Amber Heard? Yeah. You Amber Heard. All right. Uh, I mean, I think I picked incorrectly. That's 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 that, that's what I just got from you right now. You can change it though. I can change it. Oh, else? You, oh, you're based on me. 
Yeah, you're like, oh, okay, I guess. I don't really. I mean, honestly, man, uh, I think you should pick something that you think are. Uh, All right, save save whatever our members are gonna love. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna. Yeah, we'll keep the Mulgrew thing. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, Amber Heard, bro. All right. I do think this is gonna be fun. All right, we are talking about Amber Heard because apparently Amber Heard has blackmailed her way into Aquaman 2 or did blackmail her way into Aquaman 2. And before I let Shane go off on his tangent, because I know he has one, my question to you, Shane and the people listening, the only reason or why would Amber Heard have to blackmail her way into Aquaman 2? Well, you look at what happened in her personal life with Johnny Depp and pooping on beds and all that nastiness, right? Because they're they're ridiculous, crazy, drug-addled celebrities. Would that have so much actual effect on her involvement in Aquaman 2? I mean, celebrities have been acting like nutty, insane people for years, and as long as it's not criminal, I don't see why it would affect it. Additionally, she was actually, I know people hate Amber Heard. She was actually perfect for that role. Uh, she looks the part. She, you don't have to be that good of an actor to play that part. She, she fit. So I don't, I don't see why this would even be the case, but Shane, you tell me why would this be the case? I mean, it also could be a case of, you know, looking at her now going, oh yeah, she's perfect for it. You know, but maybe originally when they were casting, they were thinking, nah, that's not the way they wanted to go. What they're saying here is that uh, an insider is reporting, and this is according to Geo.TV, that the Hollywood inner circle is reporting that um, someone in Hollywood who is anyone has heard about Amber's wild affairs, which implies Depp was aware of them as well. Uh, It was slowly killing him because he knew. Uh, Apparently, they believe that what they're saying is, is that she must have slept with somebody involved in uh, in the original Aquaman movie, in the making of it, and basically said, I'm going to tell people if you don't put me in the, in, the, in the movie. Which seems crazy, but crazier things have happened, right? This is what it says. It says, um, the same source also questioned Heard's ability to land the Aquaman role in the first place and admitted that most big studios began distancing, distancing themselves from Amber Heard after the messy divorce. She, they also said, uh, per Lee Daly, and being one of the leads in the movie and only netting about $2 million for the job, that doesn't seem fair. That's why there were rumors that she was blackmailing Juan, as in James Wan. <laughs> After seeing in her intimate environment with James Wan and Elon Musk, many of us are beginning to question if she slept with him to land this part. Mm. We are aware of the crazy things she, the two of them did. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> You, if you don't think that this happens all the time, oh, yeah, you're dreaming. First off, how do you think some of these ridiculously attractive people with zero resume land massive gigs sometimes? Is usually nepotism, and that can come from sleeping with that person or being friends with that person or being family, or being connected through a, a friend that has a has much bigger clout than you, um, or just being their barista and you guys having a friendly 
repertoire, right? Or whatever, a friendly dialogue. Nepotism is how at least half of Hollywood works. Now, you can assume that the attractive woman might have slept with the nerdy-looking director. That's a little sexist. But it's, it's completely possible. Also, and I'll let you go, but also... Just because she had not done much doesn't mean she wasn't right for the role because they weren't casting her to be the lead. Like, this is saying, oh, netting uh, one of the leads. She wasn't one of the leads. She was, at best, the third character on the in the movie. No, fourth, maybe, character in the movie. And she just had to look the part. She didn't actually have to do much. True. She's, she's playing Mira. She doesn't have to do very much. Half of her scenes are CGI, and the other half is her looking pretty. It's not hard. So they're casting to find the right person that looks the part, not plays the part, and she does look the part. She looks like the comic book character. She has the everything. She's perfect for that role physically. So I don't see, I really don't see a problem here. And I, I think it might be a little sexist to assume she slept with James Wan for the role. But if she did, it wouldn't be news because nepotism is literally how Hollywood runs. Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, remember, this is unsubstantiated. This is insider reporting. Uh, This is not insider reporting to us specifically. So we're reporting on somebody else's. But what the insider says is that since before the trial, the studio has wished for her to leave, not be involved at all. Uh, She does. they, They think she's according to the source. She just does poor acting. Uh, They attempted to enact a contract clause that would have led to her termination, but James Wan battled to keep her on, according to the source. The producers decided to reduce her screen time to only 10 minutes, the source said, adding that, again, James Wan pushed to restore her sequences, something regarding his artistic vision and other things. Uh, So the insider is convinced that she slept with him, uh, and uh, but they're even more convinced that Aquaman 2 will be the last Hollywood film you'll ever see Amber Heard in since Hollywood is going to blacklist her. Okay, this insider is on coke, crack, something. First off, I don't believe a word of this guy's article. Um, It sounds not great. First off, Amber Heard is not going to stop acting. She's a pretty girl, and and her her problems with Johnny Depp are going to be gone. And James Wan pushing for her to have his original vision is probably not because who, even if it is, it doesn't matter because he likes the woman. It's probably because this is the movie he's trying to make and he doesn't care about anything else happening outside of his film. He knows that in 30 years when people are, are watching Aquaman two, they're not going to be thinking about more than likely think about Amber Heard and her legal troubles with, with her ex-husband. So they're more, he's more concerned with making his movie and not making sure that some chick he might have, may or might not have hooked up with gets time in a, in a movie. Because you know he's not hooking up with her anymore. Because if he was, it'd be bad for his... That'd be bad if that got out. So he probably, if he was hooking up with her, he'd probably cut that off. He's like, oh, okay. I don't want anybody to poop in my bed. Back off, chick. But he yeah. wants his movie to be the movie he is trying to make. That's well, and even, even more interesting is like just the using the word blackmail here. You have to assume a lot of things in order to assume that, you know, that James Wan just didn't want her to be in the movie in the first place. So 
Uh, but why you know wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he want someone that was in his first movie that looks right. the part that was received? I mean, made a billion dollars. Exactly. Why would no? What what insane creative person would be like? Oh, you're having legal problems and you're a little bit crazy. I don't want you. I want to recast your role. That that that's insane. Yeah, or just cut the role altogether. You know, but. Blackmail seems like a pretty seems pretty far fetched. Is it possible? Sure, especially after I mean, we just saw the trial. We know that a lot of weird things are possible. Yeah. So yeah, she's crazy. Everybody, everybody. Newsflash: the hot actress with a million dollars is nuts. <laughs> I mean, did everyone think that she was like some pillar of the community? Well, it doesn't make it okay. No, it doesn't make it okay, but it also is barely going to affect her career. Let's be real, dude. We'll see. No, I, I don't. Th- I think it's going to hurt her. I don't think there's a bunch of big roles waiting for her. Mm-mm. I mean, I don't think there's a bunch of big roles waiting for her before either, dude. B movie heaven. Here it comes. Get ready for it, Amber. There's a ton of first time directors making low budget films that would love yeah. to have you. Yeah. 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 I'm sure there's a, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Anyways, uh, hit that subscribe button on the way to the comment section. Let you go, let, let us know what you guys... Ugh, what's wrong with my mouth today? Let us know what you think about Amber Heard and Aquaman 2. You know, and there's a lot of Johnny Depp bros out there. And Listen, I get it. Amber Heard's nuts. Um, but, like, please don't fill the comments, which is like, oh, Amber Heard proved... Oh, we know Amber Heard is nuts. All right, we got it. Let, let us know what you guys think about this in particular. Um, okay, moving on. One All right, second. looks like deal time. All right, go deal. Go do your thing. What do we got over here in the chat? Uh, let's see. Taika Waititi slept with half the cast of Thor Love and Thunder. Those lucky sons of sons of bitches. <laughs> Getting to sleep with Taiki Waititi. Uh, let's see. In 30 years, the people watching Aquaman 2 will be thinking more about the cult of 3,000 kids, Ezra Miller is keeping in the 51st state of Millervania. <laughs> uh, you're a funny guy, Art Mage. Oh, let's see. JD was supposed to have gotten her, her part. Who's JD? Next for Amber. Amber will be doing some shout-outs for Orville Nation next week. <laughs> I'm certain she'll be available to do that for a price, PJ. See you later, Josh Temple. Thanks for hanging with us, man. <laughs> next, for the order, next for Amber. Amber will be doing some shout-outs for all this shit. That's one of the funniest things I've heard today. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you know, once once you see her like on Cameo or something, like, okay, all right, uh, that's, it. that's it for Amber. Oh, uh, so we I think we're getting ready to go to the member section, right? But um yeah. first off. I'm sorry, Archmage phrase is right. I'm sorry to cut you off. In 30 years, people are watching Aquaman 2 will be thinking more about the cult of kids Ezra Miller is keeping in the that, 50 yeah. first <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, I just read that one. That's hilarious. Uh, man, you guys are funny, man. Um, you guys are funnier than we are. You guys should get your own show. I think they do. I think Orman has enough show. Anyways, 
Go ahead. Um, yeah. So just one last call before we go to members section, moviepalette.com. Give them a check out to get your own movie, uh, movie picture about your favorite movie, all the colors of the rainbow. Popcast 15, moviepalette.com. Get yourself 15% off and check them out. Yeah. They have bigger ones too and smaller ones. So we chose That's the Star Trek one. Okay, everybody, that is it. We are going to the members section. Shane, can you please tell them what they're going to find in the members section? Yes, we're going to be talking Black Adam's new trailer, uh, which apparently was pulled out because it had some Joss Whedon stuff in it. It was pulled immediately. That's a juicy story. Juicy stuff. Uh, Scott Bakula is welcome to be on Quantum Leap. We don't know what anybody's talking about, according to Quantum Leap producer. Uh, and also move over Star Trek Picard. It's time for Star Trek Janeway. Really? Is it? Come on over to the member section. We're going to be talking about those stories. And thank you for supporting the channel. We appreciate you all. And if you're not coming over to the members channel, check us out next week. We'll be here at 2 o'clock on Thursday. And let's talk about whatever's happening that week. So thank that you That is correct. Sure. You can also get there at popcast.co slash join. The link is in the description. It's also in the chat. And if you literally do nothing, if you literally just do nothing when the stream ends, it will forward you there. There's no reason to come to the members. No reason not to come to the members section. We'll see you there. If you don't come, we'll see you tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Good point. All right. Here we go. We're in the members section, and we're off of Woo-hoo. the other stream. Yeah. It does feel like we've been streaming a lot today, doesn't it? We have been streaming a lot today. <laughs> this whole week has felt like a lot. We got two more TV shows, right? So not only are we doing, we should have talked about this probably before we went to members, but not only are we doing House of the Dragon and Rings of Power, but we're also now doing Quantum Leap and we're doing Andor. We literally have four shows we're reviewing a week now. Oh, geez. Huge, tons of content. It's great time to be a member of this channel. A great time to be a member. <laughs> I agree. All right. Uh-huh. Archmage Phase wrote something and then retracted it. So I'm assuming what he wrote was about his undying love for me in particular and not okay. you. I I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I'm assuming I'm assuming that's that's the case. <laughs> you know, I've been drinking too many Celsius today. I just realized like I was having heart palpitations right now. Yeah. What are they? Oh, you have Oh, it's a caffeinated drink? Have you not had Celsius? I don't. Oh, no. I'm about to blow your mind. Let me ask you a question, Shane. Have you ever done cocaine? Uh, plea the fifth? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've ever done cocaine, this is sort of like cocaine. All but right. you drink it. Hmm. Sounds dubious. Yeah, this is what I love about this. It's a, it looks like a healthy drink, and it's like Celsius. It even says like essential energy, metabolism, vitamins, and it says live fit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what live figs? Is, is, that, fit, is that a thing? fit? Like fit, like your fitness, you know? Oh, okay. And you come over here and look at this thing, and it's like, okay, what isn't having it? And you go, okay, niacin. That's that's vi- that's basically vitamin that, that's vitamin B, right? Or I, it's one of the vitamin Bs. Uh, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, so it's B1. Vitamin B6, vitamin B12, okay. It's a normal amount, you know, nothing crazy. 
Uh, Biotin. Okay, normal amount. <laughs> Watch, it says ephedrine on it. Um, little sodium, little calcium, little chromium. Why chromium? Oh, you know why chromium? Weight loss. Um, because of weight loss, right? Like, okay, a little vitamin C, a little roboflamin. All right, so what? What's the? What's the? What makes it gives you? Which gives you the boost here, right? Oh, gorine, Ginseng, gorine, caffeine, glutamine. Oh. How how much caffeine? Six hundred milligrams. Dang, <laughs> that's a lot, dude. Almost, if you include that with the gorine, which is so it's basically if you add up the three forms of caffeine here, because it's gorani, gorana, whatever is a type of caffeine. Or it has the same exact, um, uh, it does the same thing. If you add up all the different forms of, of caffeinated in here, it's almost 300 milligrams or two and a half grams. How many ounces is that, Ken? It is uh, 12 ounces. Okay, you know a 12 ounce can of Red Bull only has 111 milligrams of caffeine? I know, I know. That's My- six times. Bro, when, when I read, it's three times. When I read, no, you said six hundred. No, I said three hundred. Right? Oh, well, I thought you said six. Oh, okay. I, I said I'm. I meant I meant three hundred. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, when I whenever I drink Red Bull, I do this thing where I'm like, people are always go like, "Oh, you drink too much Red Bull. How many Red Bulls is that? You're gonna hurt yourself." I'm like, um, you know, Red Bull has the same amount of caffeine as a cup of coffee. The only difference of Red Bull and coffee is that there's also B vitamins in it. So if, there's if, a little more. There's a little more. There's not much more though. No, not a ton more, but it is more. So coffee. so when my when my caffe caff you know coffee addict wife who's on her 13 cup of coffee is telling me I've had too many Red Bulls, she's clearly incorrect. No, you can drink a six pack of Red Bull with no problem. Right, except for it costs yeah. like eighteen dollars. That's right. The problem is your pocketbook is hurting, not your heart. Six cups of coffee. I don't even know if I do that much. But like bro, I probably I, do three or four i've had three of these and i'm like i'm like antsy i'm like shaking it's too much Archmage says he had a watermelon celsius earlier it's good it, it, so it tastes good and it gives you a ton of energy huh. but it also makes you feel like your skin has ants crawling on it and i've been seeing the color pink but like only in my peripheral for like an hour and a half i don't think yeah. that's healthy that's also, good there was one moment when you were talking where your face turned into another person's face, and yeah. I just act like like it didn't happen. But for a minute there, I thought maybe there was something wrong with my computer. Thankfully, I think it's just the Celsius and not my computer. <laughs> you got your priorities in order. I love that about you. Uh, let's see. Kenneth LaRoque, I'm here. Let's start. Ken is always here. We love that. Archmate Frey, Doomcock enters. Who dares speak the curse name <laughs> of Kathleen Kennedy. Who does? <laughs> I need to get their revered overlord present. So Can I do, do. Is that how his voice goes? I, he speaks a little bit like this. And Kathleen Kennedy told yes. me personally that she was going to kill Star Wars because she wants to secretly murder all male babies. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Easy, dude? King Herod. Easy. Um, I need to get, I need to buy that mask he uses is like, it's like a, there's actually like a Halloween mask. It's a, uh, there's a Halloween mask, uh, for Dr. Doom from the first fantastic four from the one with Jessica Alba. And he basically yeah. uses a modified version of that mask. I was thinking about buying that mask just to mess, mess around on stream, but 
I don't know, man. Some of the Doomcock guys out there might get pissed. I don't know. They're, 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 well, they're crazy, bro. They might visit your house. There's a difference. They might, they might show up at my house. They're like, like hey. we've given way too much information away. I'm pretty sure hey. they could find us. What's up, bro? You messing with Lord Doomcock? <laughs> Aren't you from, like, Kentucky? And he's like, yeah, so I drove. <laughs> Lord Doomcock sent us. <laughs> Lord Doomcock sends his regards. Why are you burning a cross on my lawn? I think you got the wrong idea. I'm not the guy you're looking for, man. I remember. I remember when and I. We don't do that to, anymore. I remember when I uh, first time I went to Louisiana, right, and I was meeting some some in laws uh, a long time ago, and uh, when they found out I was from California, like, oh. You're from the land of fruits and nuts, huh? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, fruits, nuts, and flakes. I, I didn't realize that's where I was from, but yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what uh, my biological mom, who has a lot of her own problems, used to say, I'm never coming back to California because that's, that's where all the fruits, nuts, and flakes are. I'm like, Mom, it's not because of the fruits, nuts, and flakes. It's because you have four warrants here. <laughs> Just be honest with me. me for Raisin Bran. What's going on? Has nothing to do with the fruits, nuts, and flakes, and everything to do with the fact that you were an escort and you have four <laughs> warrants in the state of California. Let's and be now real. Every, and now everyone officially knows way too much about you. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, why, why are you blowing up? Why are you telling everyone? I'm like, you're the one blatantly lying to this random person you don't even know. And in the, no, same, in the process of being, being incredibly homophobic for no reason. <laughs> and I'm sitting here with you. like, <laughs> Oh, oh parents. I, I love my mom, but she she's nuts. Thank God she's never going to see this. Because no, you know, you know why? She couldn't she's afford a, member. a membership. <laughs> that is the burn of the week, bro. You just ah! burned your mom. <laughs> Why is there too much Celsius, guys? That's all I'm gonna say right now. Ooh, ooh, rare form, bro. That is funny. <laughs> oh. Take my watch off. This watch is bothering me. Ooh, I got the you guys. I got that wallet. That we oh yeah, about. the extra. Yeah, look at this. Ooh. What? Look at this. It opens up, and you got the tracker. Mm. Yeah, it's it looks it's, cool. I, I have my black card, my my ID, and then, boom, huh. pretty cool. It's uh, yeah. it's not it's not as thin as they talk about though. It's like oh, they're like ultra thin. I'm like, eh, I think it's actually thicker than my other wallet. Yeah, you always started Art Mage. Don't act like you didn't. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always you your fault. Get it going. All right, let's rock and roll, man. Um. This this Amber Heard story is like a nothing burger. I'm so glad I put it in the other stream. What's funny is it's like, you know, it's hard to like quantify whether or not it's real. But I like how we go through and like say, this doesn't sound like it should be right. You know, we don't embrace the news necessarily or believe it just because somebody said it. Yeah, because um, um, I have that. Remember, I told you a couple of days ago, I have that theory that all news is fake news. All of it. I know. Because it's being filtered through someone's bias and perspective, and no one isn't, no one, no one cares anymore about not including their own bias and perspective. 
Everyone thinks that's the way the news is. So we've slowly turned news from news into opinion about news. Yeah, what they should do instead of, then that's the news. They should be like, and that's the opinion of this guy. And that's the opinion of Brian Stelzar. <laughs> who was fired recently. I uh, I can't believe we didn't talk about the uh, oh, the Chad, Don, uh, or yeah. what's his name? Yeah, Don Lemon. Don Lemon story. We should have probably put... You know what's funny is we, we have to... Uh, I realized we didn't have as many live viewers on this last uh, stream mm-hmm. as we typically do. I think when we put a, a thumb out... By the way, they're gorgeous, the ones you make. Uh, I think when we have like a bunch of like variety of things on a thumb, it doesn't do as well as like if we super focus in on something happening. Like quantum leap right. probably should have been like the focus of this uh, of this week, and we should have put it up there. But I, I made a mistake. Brian was traveling. I was trying to throw the news together. Uh, we didn't do our best this week, so apologize, guys. I was. Uh, I mean, people are gonna watch it eventually. Um, Gary Good News, dude. Gary Ganu. That was a that was a great kid show. PJ, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's uh, was it off of uh, Captain Kangaroo? Gary Ganu. I don't remember any of that. Tell us, tell us, PJ, where where Gary Ganu came from. I remember watching him as a kid. I must be in the wrong demographic here. You're you're probably a little bit uh, puff the magic, Brian. <laughs> All right, you ready. I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Okay. And I don't know what that means. Every time I hit the button, you say something. Which one are we doing? We're doing Scott Bakula. We're not doing Black Adam, huh? I was going to do Scott Bakula, then Black Adam, and then the Janeway stuff. Oh, okay. So I just want to know where we're going so I can make sure I have the right news article up. So Bakula, then Black Adam, and then Janeway. Got it. And we're going to touch on giant freaking robots. We are talking about Scott Bakula and Quantum Leap. And if you didn't know, if you're underneath a rock or maybe you haven't turned the TV on for a long time, new Quantum Leap series just launched recently. And Scott Bakula is not in it, but his character is referenced in it. And I'm really glad to tell you what Shane found today from the Daily News on Yahoo News. Apparently, Scott Bakula is welcome back anytime in the new Quantum Leap series. The door is always open. Shane, this is good news. Yeah, I mean, it's troubling, actually. Um, It is good news in a way, but it's troubling because we've gone through this whole thing, guys. We've been following the Quantum Leap story since last January when the first news came out about it after 30 plus years. Uh, You know, we found out that there was a pilot being ordered by NBC uh, Scott Bakula was in talks with NBC about it. Uh, as time has gone on, we've realized that it's gone back and forth. You know, first we heard that NBC, uh, that Scott didn't want to be on the show. Then we heard that NBC didn't want Scott and it's just kind of gone back and forth. And then Scott finally came out just before the series, the new series came out this last Monday. And he said, I am not a part of the show in any way, shape or form. And his message just sounded weird. It didn't sound, um, it didn't sound. Uh, it didn't sound like he was saying what he wanted to say, right? About it. And then comes this this article that from uh, Martin Giro Giro. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. 
Uh, he's executive producer on the new Quantum Leap show and uh, basically says, we would love to have Scott on the show. It's really up to him. The door is always open whenever he wants as small or as big a part as he wants. Ooh, and I'm I just can... like blown away by this. I can see why it would be troubling to you. Tell me, you t- you explain why it's troubling because it is definitely troubling. Because someone's lying. Either someone's lying or, or what, or, or, or we're not what we think is not what's happening. Well, I mean, you know like, what I mean? like, I don't understand. Like Scott really didn't want to do quantum leap period, but that doesn't make any sense because Scott literally for years have been, has been pressuring people for it. Like he wanted to do it for right. years. His publicist right. wanted to do it for years. His publicist said Scott wanted to do when NBC came out with a new show, his publicist said, Scott wants to do, he told us this, Scott wants to do Quantum Leap, NBC wants to go another direction. So why are they now saying he's welcome to be on the show as big or small part as he wants? So either information's changed and they're like, they've changed, the NBC's changed their mind, right? Uh, Or Scott's just like, my heart's not in it. I don't really want to do it. Never mind. Since you guys didn't take me at the beginning, now I'm just, I don't want to do it. I mean, what's going on here, Brian? Maybe, um, maybe NBC passed on his big idea. And we, we don't even know if that's real yet. Like we don't. Some, some people said that they passed on, on, on his Yellowstone clone show, whatever, unbreak, unbreakable, what is it called? Unbroken. Unbroken. Um, but only one website reported that. Other other websites, any real rag hasn't picked it up yet. So if that is true, maybe it's because they passed on that and he was soured by NBC. Um, maybe he was saying, "Look, I'll do I'll do this show if you pick up Unbroken," but you know that was too high of a cost for them because it's not just about money at that moment. Now you got to like worry about scheduling and there's other things that come into it. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's just really weird because it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like right now the pressure is squarely on uh, Scott Bakula, 100 uh, percent. Is now his fault that he's not on the new Quantum Leap series based on what's being said here? It's 100 percent his fault. You can be on it, Scott. So are, is that what we're saying? Is Scott Bakula, after 30 years of wanting to do the show, can now be in? Let me repeat it again here: as small or as big of a part as he wants. Basically, write your own ticket, Scott. Whatever you want to do on this show, we just want you to be part of the show. So Scott's going to own that. He's not going to do Quantum Leap after 30 years of wanting to do it. Yeah. So there's something that happened that we don't know about. Something's fishy. So I think this guy is communicating through the media. You're right. Whenever whenever studios, producers, and actors communicate this way, that's that's literally what it's called. It's called communicating through the media. It's, It's like a way of them trying to get the other party to respond or come to the table to deal, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, right. <clears throat> we saw them doing that. We saw Cavill was doing that with Superman six months ago, um, which is one of the reasons we were like, okay, well, he's probably, he's trying to pump those numbers up so that when he goes to talk to talk oh, about oh, Superman, they give him what he wants. So It's he, about money, bro. And it's about money. It's about money. They don't want to pay him enough to be on the show. Because it's not about the yeah, because because they're not, he's not mentioning money. He's like he can come whenever he wants, but yep. we're not paying him what he wants, right? Or what yeah, he, or what he what deserves. I should add, that's what it is. It's about getting paid. 
that I think that thing that I, I mean, and which is and to me is like, it's hard for us to understand, like what I understand you want to get paid, but we, but it's also a legacy thing. So maybe you can negotiate, like if the streaming show does this good, or if it, if it, if it goes on for this long, maybe you get paid more, you know, and go ahead and come in, you know, to save enough money so that the show can actually continue. We don't know the situation, but it sure sounds like the only thing that can be holding him back at this point is either money or, or perhaps, you know, I don't know. Perhaps uh, his his heart's changed since since this whole thing has happened. I don't mean I don't no, because if you look at the the post that he put out too, it was like he was right from the the way it was sounded to me it was almost like it's a bummer, but I'm not going to be you know. And I believe that you were right when you said that the picture he used was, <clears throat> you know, very telling. Um, yeah, like I think that what they offered him. When he came to the table, because they he said they sent him the script, right? They negotiated, yeah. Right? It had Sam in it, obviously. So he goes and negotiate, and it didn't work out. Well, that means either they wanted him for... Oh, this is actually very easy to figure out. That might means either they weren't willing to give him the role he wanted. He was going to be one of those pass-the-torch kind of roles, which that sucks. No one wants to do that. Right, right. Or they weren't willing to give him the amount of money he wanted. And this guy just said right here, as big or as small role. So what's left when you eliminate all the uh, improbable right. impossibilities, whatever is left, however improbable must be the answer. And it, it must be the money. Gotta be the money. Yeah. Thank it's you. It's gotta be the money. Must be the money. It's either gotta be the money or it's gotta be. He just isn't feeling it now. He's hurt. Feelings are hurt. Whatever. Upset. I mean, uh, you know, dude, if, if a studio that owned the rights to your, the show that you built with, you know, on your back, that you carried right. on your back to to success, offered you some pittance. Um, I mean, yeah, I'd be pissed too. I'd be like, yeah, all right, well, I'm sorry. Um, no. Yeah, you know, go try go try to do it without me. Good luck. Well, and look at the tone of what he's saying. You're 100 percent right. Look at the tone. Uh, well, I guess we're gonna find out. Like, how how can you possibly make Quantum Leap without Scott or, or without Sam or Al? And he says, well, I guess we're going to find out. So that, people don't say that unless they don't really agree that it's happening. Right. You know, you can totally read between the lines in, in his letter. And if you guys are interested and you haven't seen it, go check out our we have a, a video that breaks all this down on our podcast prime channel. Uh, and it's called the Quantum Leap Lie. Um, and it actually goes into the whole story of what's happened up to this point. But this information adds another lever, another layer, another level to what's happening because now the studio has responded. Scott has said, I'm not involved. The studio or the showrunner or executive producer has now responded with, hey, you can come anytime and do anything you want, basically. Just accept our, just accept your measly check. Except the except the the payment, right? Yeah, this is communicating through the to the media, and it's a little dirty. He also says, of course, there's no there's pressure because Scott Bakula is so beloved, and you can't take anything away from that. But we're creating a whole new show. No, you're not. You're You're not not creating creating a new show. It is Mm. a continuation of what Scott created. Scott and company created. He also goes on to say, the only things that's the same is the title and the mythology. No, that's not the only thing that's the same. It is literally 
a continuation. You use Sam Beckett and Al's photos in the show. One of the characters is related. He's the daughter of one of the other, the other character. It's the exact. It's the exact same premise, only continued thirty years later. It is not a whole new show. It is by definition the same show. Okay, it's the same show. It's just thirty years later. I don't know why yeah. this is so hard for these dumb these dumb executives. It's not a reboot, guys. They, they don't want it to be the same show, bro. It is the same show. I know. It is the same show. As long as they say it's not the same show, then the same show, then it isn't. But it is the same show. I I I don't know. know. I I I cannot say this enough. It's not a reboot. Stop calling it a reboot. It is a literal continuation of Quantum Leap. Yes, and this wonderful super chat from Orville Nation for two dollars signifies Doctor Beckett's body, uh, with someone in it, is in the present currently. Right. He's 100% right. If he is if 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 uh Sam is still out there leaping, then that means there's somebody else is in his body in the present. Right. Right. So and that means the, that means the government has his body. Thank you for the super chat, PJ. Yeah, that means that means that means there's more to this story than there could possibly be. Yeah. Now, now I Archmage says something here that I I I like and it's it's a good point. It says that he believes that that Scott's already going to be in the show and they're just kind of drumming up viral conversation about it before it's revealed at the end of season one. My problem with that is I just don't think they're good enough trolls to pull that off. Right. Cause like, the ease, I don't think they could do it. Right. It'd be easier just to keep your mouth shut. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't buy Scott Bakula uh, putting out that, that, that right there with that tone. I don't buy it. I just, it, I don't think he's capable of it. it le- legitimately. It'd be easier to say nothing and let fans theorize that the water cooler effect is a real thing that gets people to watch. When is, is Sam going to be there? What's going on? What's it, the, the, the mystery outside the mystery is a really important part of social engineering, a TV show that's successful. And if they do, if, if somehow he does end up, somehow at the end of season one um my guess is that all that would be happening right now these conversations will be going back and forth about how we got to get him make him part of the show and perhaps they do something small where they can put him into post-production and and include him in some way at the end i mean it's still possible that it could happen but i don't know Uh, right now it's scott saying i'm not in it and he's not saying i don't want to be in it he did say it was hard he did say it was his choice he said it was hard for him to pass up on it. Uh, but he doesn't give any details. Yeah, it, it must be. He doesn't want to also, like, think about this. You don't want, especially you're negotiating unbroken or whatever, you don't want to lower your worth by taking crap money right. for something that, that's, it's that epic. That's, it's, guys, it's like, it's like Patrick Stewart coming back from Picard. You think he's coming back from Picard if he doesn't get, A, what he wants to do and the money he wants to make. Like that's right. his t- that's his title role. This is Scott's title role, and Scott doesn't have a ton of acting years left, anyways. He's got to make his money while he still has the popularity. Yeah, um, Orman Agent said, "You guys know that Martin Jiro is from Stargate, right? He's buddies oh, yeah. with Joseph Jomalazzi. Um, I didn't know that, but if Martin ever watches this, bro, it's a continuation. It's not a reboot. Please stop calling it that. It's it's literally driving me nuts. Like when the actual producers and the studio are calling it a reboot, it's like." 
What are you? Is the definition of reboot different than what I know what it is? Like, I don't understand. It's not a reboot. If anything, well, you actually made the season wrong. It should be season six. That's what it should be. You, that's a mistake on your end. Fix that. <laughs> oh. Super chat from Kenneth. Uh, members chat. This is available again. <laughs> he just he did his like annual super chat. Thank you, thank you, Ken. Thank All you. right, guys, let us know what you guys think in the comment section below. Uh, and on the way there, please hit the subscribe button and like button on the buttons. For real, though, let us know what you guys think about this new Quantum Leap. We are reviewing it literally every Tuesday morning, so um, jump over to the, mem- the members section uh, on the podcast if you want to be a part of that. If not, then uh, they'll they'll be up here on Unleashed at some point. Thank you so much, and we'll see you tomorrow. What's next? <clears throat> yeah, it should be Quantum Leap Season 6. That's what it should be. Yep. Or name it something like Orville Nation, or like like the Orville did, New Horizons or something. Yeah, or name it New Horizons, right? Quantum Leap: The Next Generation was my vote. The next leap, you know, <sighs> or leap, quantum leap. I don't know. Like <laughs> quantum leaping. No, they should have just called it Quantum Leap Season Six. Like that would have been epic. I don't know why they couldn't call it Quantum Leap: The Next Generation. That makes sense. That doesn't make any sense. Star Trek The Next Generation? No, that's why it doesn't make any sense. Why? It doesn't. So you're saying Star Trek The Next Generation? It should have been Quantum Leap 2022. I hate hate it when they put years on them. Well, then just make it season six. Okay, but why couldn't... Okay, you need to explain why you think... Because Star Trek already did The Next Generation. Like, that's that's all... Star Trek. I know, it doesn't matter. That's all anybody would ever think of. Hmm, all right. Right? I guess. All right. Oh man, the reboot thing really gets me. I don't know. It's 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 so annoying. <laughs> it's like imagine if someone kept All right. Imagine if someone was looking at my hat. Yes. And they're like, "Hey, listen. I really love your your yellow hat." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, it's, it's actually blue." Yeah, but I love it. It's a great yellow hat. It's that's fine. Thank you, but it's you know, it's blue. Yeah, but it's one of my favorite yellow hats. Like mother, it's blue. Like I, you understand? Like that's what every article I read, every tweet is like quantum leap reboot. I'm like, is no one here have a brain? It's not a reboot. It's like the first couple of times was mildly annoying that you know, but now like, every time it's like I'm having to correct someone in my mind. You know. So maybe you should just at. Here's what you should do. You should at all of the producers on Twitter for quantum leap and just say kindly notice this is not a reboot it is a continuation please stop saying it's a reboot see can what they you, say can you do that for me oh i, I thought this was on you <laughs> do, can you do that for me please i'll consider you're better at twitter than i am <clears throat> thank you i think being being good at twitter does not sound like a positive thing sense <laughs> yeah that's a good point all right <clears throat> Ooh, here's the juicy news. The juicy news. Here we go. <clears throat> this is juicy to me because I'm really into black guy. All right. We are talking about Black Adam. Black Adam just dropped a brand new teaser trailer or something. 
on various social media networks and then immediately removed it. But in addition to that teaser and why you removed it and then why they changed it is our weekly. Super Bad Watch 2022. In addition to the teaser, why it was uploaded, why it was immediately removed, and then changed, and then corrected, why all that happened, there was even more Superman news on the back of that news. Whoa, this, it's like it's, it's like a wonderful a, day for Superman fans. Or it's, it's like not. Dream. We don't know. <laughs> what was that movie where it's like a dream within a dream within a dream? Inception. Inception, yeah. It's the Inception. All right. Superman Inception. So, um, like we said, yes, there is a brand new trailer. We'll, I'll show it to you guys right now. Mm. And then I'm going to tell you what happened. Here's a trailer. Black Adam. We're here to negotiate your peaceful Sorry, that's not surrender. the right trailer. My bad. I'm not peaceful. <laughs> I'm My like, bad. wrong, wrong trailer. I feel like we've seen that one. Yeah, that was that's not the right trailer. Um, I hit the wrong link. Link. Let me let me correct let me correct that real quick. My bad. You take your time. We'll just wait. Yeah. All right. No pressure. So this is <laughs> this is the new trailer. So Ooh. we start off with a batarang, right? Oh, okay. Now this is already a better trailer than any trailer I've seen so far for Black Adam. Right, right, right. So it's Black Adam. The trailer is called Legacy. Boom, Batarang. Okay, Batman's in this universe immediately. We know Batman's in the universe. Okay, right. Nice. Before a world of Oh, what the what? What the what? That's no, that's not in the trailer, is it? That's in the trailer. Yep. That is not only. This this so says so much. That's not only Superman's Henry Cavill's Superman's suit uh, yeah. and S. That's also his wife or whatever Lois Lane. That's her. That's well, Amy I, Adams. Well, it's are you sure it's Amy Adams? I mean, same same hair. It looks like her. Yeah. I mean, but you can't tell. <clears throat> All right, then Wonder Woman, Aquaman. What was that? Harley Quinn. What was that little? What was that here? What was that? And villain. Somebody falling in somewhere? Right. Okay. So remember this moment, guys. Please remember this moment exactly. Okay? Right there. Remember that moment. It doesn't look like Superman. It doesn't look like anything. Yeah, I know. I'm going to I'll explain more. And then Harley Quinn. And then our dialogue is like heroes and villains, blah, 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 blah. Right? You know, typical. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> one power. And one Yep, power. we've seen this scene. Black Adam. Uh, that's that's Waller, right? Yeah. The one, the crazy chick that runs the uh, Suicide Davis Squad, right? My Amanda yeah, Waller. Whatever. Yeah. Viola, Viola, I can't say her name. Damn it, Shane. Viola. Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. He, tra- he straight up kills that guy. He's been asleep for 5,000 years. He's been asleep for 5,000 years. Black Adam. By the I way. I wish I could sleep that long. Robert Meyer Burnett asked, if he's been asleep for 5,000 years, how does he speak English? Don't ruin this for me, Rob. <laughs> Do you know why, Rob? It's his universal translator. No, no, it's that he it, stole from Star Trek. Actually, in canon, it's because Shazam sta- uh, uh, stands for the wisdom of Solomon, so mm. he can speak any language he wants to speak. Got it immediately. That's it's kind of a little easy. Thing. 
whatever. It is not like that. But that's comic books, dude. What do you want? I got you. I got you. They want everybody else. This isn't Shakespeare, Holmes. Shame on Shakespeare's powers. All right. So typical explosions. He's powerful. He's going to wreck stuff. He kills people. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Out of rage. It's dead. It's dead. Motivation. Motivation. Blowing up, blowing up things and cars and... Uh-oh. See that big thing behind him? Yeah, that was the Atom. Cool. And uh, it looks great. It looks great. Now, the original trailer, during that moment that I showed you, right there. Yeah. It actually showed the the theatrical Justice League version of Steppenwolf slamming oh. his hammer down. No. no way. Yeah. Hmm. And fans lost their mind because they were like, why is the crappy Joss Whedon version of Steppenwolf in your movie? Right. 12 minutes was all it took for every place this trailer was at to be immediately removed, edited, and replaced with this version. 12 minutes. It's, It's a little crazy that Steppenwolf was in this at all. I don't think he is. Well, why'd they put it in the trailer? I I don't think these characters are in the movie. I think that they're illustrating parts. They're illustrating that he's in the same universe as those characters. BS. That'll be a bunch. I will tell you straight up right now. If those characters are not in the movie, I will storm DC's headquarters myself. You do not put that in a trailer if they're not in the movie. That's yeah. bull. I don't think there are. Crap. I, I think they're illustrating. Now, but I've on never that note. Seen a movie, I've never seen a movie do that before. Never seen anybody do that. Well, I mean, no. they Better they, not happen. No, they've done that when it comes to anthology series. They'll show clips from other movies in, like, when they did Endgame. They showed stuff from Infinity War and then in Age of Ultron. That Those characters were in the show. No, it, Ultron wasn't in the show. No, in the movie. But, Oh, you're telling me that Batman, Wonder Woman, and all those people are not going to be in Black Adam? Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about what that I, would be wrong. I haven't seen the movie. No, that's not true because also, Infinity War had the Hulk in that trailer, and the Hulk wasn't at all in that movie. Well, guess what? That's I remember that, and it was a big problem. So that shit's wrong. Okay, sorry, you don't do that. You don't put things in trailers that are not in the movie. He's illustrating. I think they're illustrating a point, which is fine. But the reason why people hated it was because that can that the the crazy Snyder fans out there are really rabid about that horrible version of Justice League, and they don't want it to exist. Well, twelve minutes later, they removed it, and uh, they uh, the Rock posted this new one, and he said, "Corrected with a fist bump." Yeah, well, here's the thing. I, and that's cool. I hear what you're saying. It's like a reconfirming like where DC is going to go. But I'm telling you, if I get lied to, I'm not going to take that well. And I will not be happy about it. Do not lie to me in these trailers. So well, I mean, the, they, they, the trailer's been lying. It's, every comic book trailer has some kind of lie in it. Everyone. That, this is huge. I mean, it showed every one of those superheroes. Uh-uh. No, uh-uh. No, I, I, show, I, I, I think I, show me another trailer that does that. That's done it like we that. To, we need to actually know. watch it with the audio so you see it. But hold up, All let right. me let me finish real quick. Um, let me move on to this point. This this is how I know that at the very least, Superman will be in this movie. Um, and I like how that they showed Superman. Like so, they didn't show Batman. They showed the Batarang, right? 
But they showed Wonder Woman and Aquaman. And in and in Shazam, they also showed the Batarang because the kid had the Batarang. Remember that? Yeah. That was probably the connection. Well, Boss Logic on Twitter. This is the uh the actual official concept art artist for um Black Adam. Official. Um he has like five hundred thousand followers. So he's the official concept artist for Black Adam. And he, right after that thing tweets, right after he comes out, he comes out with this. There's no one that can stop me. You seeing that? Oh, you can't see that right now. It's Black Adam. Black Adam's on the ground. And Superman's flying in the air above him. And the audio says, it's Black Adam's voice from the first trailer where he goes, there's no one in this world that can stop me. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. And wait, remember the image I shared with you from that 4chan post literally said the same thing. I think it's wrong. And I may be wrong here, but I'm going to tell you right now. He says, his words, there's no one in this world who can kill me. Or could, and, then, and then the there's answer no is, good thing I'm not from this world. No, no, he doesn't say so, that. He says in, the word in. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm listening to the audio right now. Black Adam says, there's no one on this planet. There's no one on this planet that can stop me. That right. Stop me. But then you're saying that the counter is, well, good thing I'm not from this planet. So the two don't line up. The two comments. I don't know. I mean, he's not from this planet, but that's not what he said. Now, if he would have said, there's no one from this planet who can kill me, no one it would have been cool Superman to say, me. well, I'm not from this planet. That's that true. Been- so all I'm saying is the official concept artist of Black Adam, right yeah. after that teaser drop, drops this little concept art with, with Superman and Black Adam fighting, basically. He's trolling, bro. With the They're same trolling. audio that it says, there's no one from this planet that can stop me. Let me tell you the difference between Scott Bakula and The Rock. The Rock would troll the heck out of us to get us to watch this movie. Yeah, but The Rock's not going to kill it. It's not going to kill his brand for a movie. He's not doing it, man. It's not him. It's all these other people. He won't. He won't. He won't take the fire on this. I don't know. I mean, I would love to see Henry Cavill in it, but I've seen nothing that convinces me at this point. Especially if none of those, if if the people in that trailer aren't going to be in the movie. Which I understand that sometimes they cut things out that go in the trailer that never made it into the movie, but those, but that was shot to be in the movie and then it gets cut out. I, I hate the idea of creating scenarios to put in trailers that just simply have no chance of being in that movie. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, I, I know what you mean, but I don't think I have the same take. Um, yeah, I don't think I have the same take. I do believe that trailers, when it comes to anthology series, like when they're showing... When it's a continuation, I think that trailer was meant to show you that it's a continuation of the universe that we're already in. It's part, it's not a standalone universe. It's not by itself. It's part of that universe. It's just nobody does that. I mean, dude, Shazam's trailer last last month did that. He said, he was talking to his therapist and he was like, I'm not cool like Aquaman. It showed a clip of Aquaman. Well... I mean, I just think it's not cool to do that. If they're showing clips and they're doing, I don't like it. 
I don't I think, think the it's purpose right is to il- in the trailer is to illustrate that they're in that universe. It's part of that anthology, that big giant, you know, group. Of I stories. hear what you're saying, but I just, you know, traditionally I've been watching movies for 40 plus years and uh, the trailer is supposed to depict what's coming to some degree. And I get that some things that are left on the editing room floor, make it into the trailer. I get that. But if it's not shot for the movie, it shouldn't be in the trailer, in my opinion. And if they're going to change that rule, fine. But now I'm not going to believe any trailers I see. That's going to be it. And there's no point in showing me any trailers. Uh, if you want to get me hyped and then I find out stuff's not in it, you know, or not even possibly in it. Like, let's say Aquaman is not even mentioned in this movie. Or there's no hint of anything Aquaman whatsoever to do in it. And yet I saw Aquaman on the trailer. I would be pretty bothered by that. No, Unless I- they were like... First, there was Batman, you know, and like the old trailers used to do. No, I you know, now, Black Adam, the, whatever. You, know. you got to watch the trailer. That's, that's what they did. All right. Well, if that's what they did, then that's fine. Yeah, they were like the hero's legacy. And anyways, here's the deal. I think the tra- I think the teaser was fine. It's not like some great epic trailer. I do believe that I don't think it's saying what's in it. I do believe that those people, all those characters, I do believe they'll be mentioned in this movie because Amanda Waller is like, mastermind of the superhero supervillain people right and True. she's directly connected to uh uh harley quinn but i only think that the I, I think the only actual character that will be in this movie um and it'll be the surprise will be superman and i believe that it will be in and the, the post credit scene yeah well i hope so and i hope it's kenry cavill and if that <laughs> happens then it'll be a good thing you know, but we'll have to wait and see for another 30 days, 29 days, and it's happening. Yes, I cannot wait. <laughs> I want to be clear. I'm literally, quite literally, never actually, since I was like seven, I've never looked forward to my birthday. I don't really care. I haven't cared about doing something on my birthday since I was a child. Until the movie was announced to come out on my birthday. That's when it changed. <laughs> because, the, because the hierarchy of heroes is changing or whatever. All right. Yeah, by the way, Henry Cavill Superman is trending right now. Number one trending. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's possible. I mean, if, if Henry Cavill's not in this, it's going to be, there's going to be some angry people, dude. It's going to be so insanely disappointing. Yeah, it's, I, I don't think that they realize, like, you could be opening up a whole storm. You could have like anti-Black Adam movement yeah. if they do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This if 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 Superman is not in this movie, this is going to be the worst decision The Rock has ever made in his entire career. Yeah, and he made a couple of things he probably should never really on. So. There are going to be people that will never watch another Rock movie. I'm not joking. It'll be nuts. People there are going to be people. Yeah, people are going to be so upset about this. Like unless it has Kevin Hart in it, then I'll have to watch it no matter what. Well, Kevin Hart—that's but Kevin Hart is mandatory watch. But they're really funny together. Like all I'm saying is like uh, they really need. Um, if <laughs> there's still time, guys, if you're watching this, if you don't have Henry Cavill, you need to go get that dude and have him do a quick pickup. Just. This is just a flash him at the end, bro, or something like that. Save make yourself. Sure, save yourself. <laughs> save your movie and your career. It's, you you have made this monster. And it's because you never came out and said he's not happening. 
You've right. hinted at it multiple times. You well, keep you just saw what the guy just did. Yeah. What the, you said it was the, the visual supervisor. The official, yeah, the official words. You have actual people in your organization trolling fans. So if oh. if if it's not real, then you've been trolling fans for like eight months. Do you understand? This would be so bad if yeah. he's not in the movie. He, he has to be in the movie now. Yeah, yeah. At this point, he just has to be. Sorry, because yeah, you've been. I just realized this. Like, since even before Comic Con, since like six months ago, when they announced it, that uh, a year ago during DC Fandom, he was like, "Oh, I love Superman. I would love to see Henry Cavill and Superman fight my Black Adam." Like, bro, why? Why are you even talking? Like, <laughs> like you're trolling. If it doesn't happen, then you're just trolling us. Like, you're not like hinting mischievously but you don't want to give it away no no you're trolling people your official artist is putting out concept the same guy who did the first trailer is putting out concept art after your teaser launches with superman and black adam and your actual voice saying the line (laughs) all right well we'll have to see what happens we got another month Woo. That is going to be, no matter how it plays out, the day after that is going to be great. Yeah, it really will be. It's going to be an epic, an epic stream day for us. <laughs> either we're going to be, either it's going to be extreme salt or an awesome movie. It's either one, either one, a lot of emotion. Isn't it funny? The whole movie is going to depend on the end credit scene. <laughs> like the first movie that it's success or failure will depend on the end credit scene. I mean, it, it might. It might be that way. Have we gotten to this point where, like, yeah, comic book movies have to just like either they need to like solidify their their stands in the universe or not. Pick yeah. a side. No, I agree. Yeah, I'm. Uh, that's really why I want to watch the movie is for the end credit scene. Like, I'm not. I mean, super. Like, it's like this superhero stuff. Yay! And then, okay, is Henry Cavill back Superman? I just need. To <laughs> right. <know. laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Tell me. Oh, man. Yeah, this is going to be great. Anyways, that's it. Hit the comment section. And uh, on the way to the comment section, tell us what you guys think about this whole possible mess. Um, Also, hit the subscribe button, please. And the like button. All the buttons. Yes. And that's it. Let's move on. See you tomorrow. All right. One more for the road, man. This is going to be another good one. Oh, God. What are you doing to me, man? I don't know, but I'm sorry. Um, we actually talked a little bit about this a while ago. You're not right. I think I think so. Yeah, but um, what we didn't talk about is how <laughs> this is a. So the link you gave me is there's two links here. Let me just okay. start with. We're talking about a new Star Trek. Captain Janeway series titled Star Trek Janeway. <laughs> we don't know if this is actual fact or not, but there is a lot of buzz about this. And here's what I'll say. We did talk about this a little bit before, but it looks like there is continued movement on that front. And Janeway herself is saying, Hey, we're talking about it. It could be a show. Fans can make it happen. So she is now out there in the media and she is trying to actively 
talk, like we've talked about before, talk through the media to make this a reality. Well, let's let's break this down carefully because I think the words here are important. There have been conversations about a Star Trek Janeway show. What that means is that there is interest to some level or degree of a Jane Janeway show at higher levels in Star Trek, at the Kurtzman level, at that level. There is some interest there. But the way she goes on to talk about it, not enough to pull the trigger on anything. So that's why Janeway's saying that fans can make it happen. Just like fans made Strange New Worlds happen. Because Akiva Goldsman went to uh, Kurtzman with Strange New Worlds, and he was like, eh. And then, then fans basically essentially pushed him into it. Right. So she's saying fans can also push Janeway, which I got to tell you, would not be a bad um, Star Trek series to have if you're going to pick one. Unless they don't Picard it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... I think she's the, the, the key thing about Janeway is she's a beloved captain. She's still young enough to actually play a character because I would argue that Patrick Stewart is too old. True. Like he's too old to play the character. She can still play a, a, a vibrant character without, without it looking like they're, you know, cutting every hour and a half to make sure this guy gets his, uh, you know, Gatorade yeah. or whatever, insure or whatever. <laughs> right. um, you know, I think that she has the ability to do that. Also, she checks boxes that they're, that, and it's going to mean that, because a lot of these companies, they have to check, they can't do anything without checking boxes, right? Well, yeah. when, you're, when your title character already checks a bunch of boxes, cool, you're good. So you, you're going to have more, you know, you're going to have more options for um, story and, and casting. I think that this is well, this would be a great a great move, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with you. Um, so she was speaking at the fifty six year Mission Star Trek convention in Las Vegas that is not owned by CBS or Paramount. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's no longer called Star Trek Las Vegas. Now it's just called fifty six uh, year Mission. Fifty six year Mission. Right. They they can't they can't say. They have to yeah. <laughs> so can't call it Star Trek anymore. It's so stupid. Go ahead. Sorry. But Star Trek people show up like uh, Janeway actress Kate Mulgrew did mm-hmm. and covered the highlights of her time on Star Trek Voyager and whether we may once again see her take the lead in a new Star Trek show. And this is what she said. I would say simply that's up to you. There are talks. There are conversations. Have I been offered anything directly? No. Uh, I think they're, they are looking at Picard and looking at the reaction to Picard. I don't know, but I think Janeway was one of a kind, right? But I do think it is up to you as much as it is up to me. So, yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, could you see the Voyager crew coming back like TN, like season three of Picard is going to? With having, I mean, why not, right? Yeah, why not? And let's let's talk about the actors real quick. Like, how many of them are like, you know, just too famous to come back for a little TV show? Not any of them. How many of them are actively working? Uh, well, Seven of Nine is in Picard season three. She's in Star Trek still. She's working yeah. on CBS as the character. So, that's so she can easily come back. That's an easy pull. Robert Picardo, he does guest spots on different things. Right. Uh, let's see, Tuvok. He's doing fan films 
as Tuvok. Yep. So he definitely is available. I think he's available. All right. Hey guys. Uh, hey guys. You think Jane? You think Tuvok's available? Yeah. Uh, he just worked for free lunch. <laughs> he spends all his time on Twitter, like uh, going after yeah, the right. Sc- yeah, screaming about conservatives. Right. I think yeah. he's available. Tom Paris is directing, so he's available. If he, but he doesn't know if he wants to act. Um, I I have no idea what Bolana is doing. Right. I haven't seen her in a long time. So Not yeah, much. I think everybody's ready. Yeah. So the odds of there being a um, a Janeway series uh, for a character that already checks all the boxes they want to check, she's beloved by Star Trek, and if you want to continue on the continue the franchise, you know, in the future where it's supposed to be, it's pretty much your best bet is uh, doing Admiral Janeway. I mean, it's. Not rocket science. The only thing that would have stopped you from doing it was if she didn't want to come back, and now she's now she's talking to you through the media, saying she does, and saying that she's talking to people. So that's the difference between this conversation and last time. Last time she was kind of pushing away, saying, "Ah, eh, you know, I don't know if I want to come back to live action." This time she's basically. You can tell there's a difference in her tone here. There's actually a chance this could really happen. Uh, so I think the fans just have to kind of you know keep talking about it, keep showing that that they want to do it. And um, I think Picard season three needs to succeed. Right. If Picard season three is successful and we do believe that it's, we believe that, that Terry Metalis is going to pull it off and it's going to be successful. Uh, if that's the case, then I think uh, the people over there doing Star Trek are going to be like, eh, we could do this with Voyager, you know? And, um, and I think they might. And then what's cool about that is if, if because Picard seasons one and two didn't do, do well, and if season three does well, then Voyager, whatever Star Trek Janeway, would actually come in with a with the tone more like Picard season three, as opposed to the way they redid Picard. Right. So right. that would be cool, and more of what longtime fans would rather see. Yeah, and you can use Seven as the connective tissue between Picard and exactly. Janeway. Exactly. Um, okay, so that's that's pretty much it for that news, but. Before we walked away from this news, we wanted to do a little PSA for you, okay? This website is called Giant Freaking Robot. You should never believe a single thing you read on this website. It is always nonsense. Everything they write about is complete conjecture or literally just totally made up. It's almost never correct. This is the same website that said that the TNG cast was going to be in Star Trek 4 because they literally don't know that they're two completely separate universes. So. Well, and they also don't know that there's absolutely no script at all. For no, nothing. They don't, they, they don't know anything about the series or what they're talking. They just don't know what they're talking about in general. <laughs> they also reported Kate Mulgrew to star in a live action Star Trek Janeway series, probably based on keywords. They probably didn't even read it. They probably went to Trek core or Trek, whatever it's called. They probably saw the headline and then immediately said stopped and wrote an entire nonsense, bullcrap, completely made-up article because it is. they don't care. Well, look at it. Go back up. It's two years ago. Published two years ago. So what? when was there any Janeway news? Now, has, has there been a live-action Janeway? In the last two years, you know what we've heard? It's not going to be one, and now she's finally getting excited about it. So uh, Giant Freaking Robot doesn't know crap. No, no, and their no. trusted source was didn't know nothing so don't trust these guys yeah. if you ever read anything just don't trust them yeah so they saw the picard series and they saw that she was going to voice something in that prodigy thing and they're like they like just made something up 
Well, so they they go on and have this whole thing, like they write an entire article that were you know, with, if I didn't have ad blocker right now, you you would see nothing but ads right here. And they talk and about how right. how it's uh the their the curve scooper Danner Daniel Richmond, which we talked about right. this guy, Reitman. You this guy's complete nonsense. He you got to pay to get his takes. You have to pay to get his takes, of which we did, and all of his takes are just text. Like notepad files that just state an, uh, a completely made up fact. Janeway Show 2021. Right. Yeah. No, this is this is the biggest racket in the history of, of rackets. All right. Well, and they, they took so much crap for that guy's name. They took his name off, and now instead they say they're trusted source. Right. So now they don't use his name anymore because they took a lot of garbage because people were like, yeah, who's this guy? You know? Yeah. He's no one. People were signing up to his Patreon only to find out there's anyways. They also reported eight hours ago. And this is why I went through them going eight hours ago, eight hours ago. (laughs) Exclusive. This is exclusive news. Everyone from giant freaking robot seven of nine series in development. Not true, guys. Not true. Would it be interesting and cool? Sure, but yeah, it's not not true. It's not true. What they said was a series starring former Borg turned Starfleet officer seven of nine, Jerry Ryan. If you didn't know, is currently in the works at Paramount, according to our trusted and proven sources. Jesus. One of the new upcoming Star Trek series will feature Seven and Nine as the lead character, making it one of the first female-led series in the franchise. What are you talking about? What? Do you understand? They don't even know that the character played on the first female-led Star Trek <laughs> in the night. The character is from Voyager, which was a oh, female-led car- series. That is funny. This this is unbelievably stupid. It, <laughs> on so many levels, they literally don't even know that the source material they're writing about. Guys, if you ever see this giant freaking robot, the character came from a female-led series. I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do with these people, dude. Well, you know, we, they're going to keep doing it no matter what. There's no way to get in contact with them and ask them questions. So all we can do is let the public know you can't trust this source. Uh, Them, Daniel Reitman, we got this covered inside the magic. None of those sources are good. Yeah, they're all they're all full of it. They also go on and talk about how uh, about Star Trek Beyond and while Star Trek four is in development. Uh, They don't know what they're talking about. They just don't. They literally don't know that they're completely different universes and anything that they, they just don't, they don't know anything. They're a bunch of dummies over there and they write well enough. They don't, in in regards to like their source material, they don't understand it, but they write well enough to get a lot of people who are normal, who don't following this stuff religiously to sort of believe it. And they get clicks. And if you look at their website without, without ad block, there is an ad every paragraph guys, every paragraph. And these, these companies get paid for promotion for in, impressions as well as clicks. And when there is one, two, how many ads? Okay, here, I'm going to go back here. Um, oh, you can't see it. I'm just going to have to tell you. There, 
892. Oh, and now, sorry. Now 911, 911 ads were blocked on this one website. Mm. That's ridiculous. So That's they, they don't need to do anything but, but get you to click. And if they only got paid a penny for every person that clicked, for a penny per ad, right? For every person. I mean, no wonder why they write nonsense. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to actually be real. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't have to. It doesn't matter. So, but what they said there about the first female-led show, it actually would be the fourth female-led show because you've got Voyager, Lower Decks, which somebody pointed out is a female-led show, Star Trek Discovery, which is a female-led show. So, I mean, they really don't know Star Trek at all, but yet they report on it all the time. Yeah, constantly. Yeah. Because us nerds are going to click on it. That's why, dude. I love this. They they also had a trending article that said, why Star Trek Enterprise failed? And you're like, oh, God. (laughs) You're so stupid. Like yeah, that was the last time we click on any of their stuff. I think this should be the last time we ever even talk about them. It's so hard not to, though, because it's so frustrating. I know, but, you know, we almost give them more. You know, I guess we can have a segment every week, what what not to believe that happened. You know? <gasps> oh, we should do uh, the weekly, uh, it's like another, another weekly segment called, like, Giant Freaking Bullsh Artist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, 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 the week in... Fake news. Uh, yeah, the, the, beak, the week in BS. <laughs> BS this week. All right, that's it. Let me hit the... Please hit the subscribe button on the way to the comment section. Let us know what you guys think about a possible Janeway series. And uh, did you like this PSA? Huh? Yeah. You're learning? I liked it. So what are the websites again? Hey. Giant freaking robot. Wait, yeah, we we got this covered. Daniel Reitman... Inside the magic. Inside the magic. Those those websites. You ever see those websites when you're perusing the internet? And they're fake. They're, maybe they're, movie they're parody web. websites, but they don't tell you they're parody websites. Maybe movie web. And I uh, mean, lately, our, bro, they used to be one of the best out there. Yeah. What happened? Jeez. Remember, the more you know. Bum 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 bum. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure that's on this clip when I do this. <laughs> Are you? Okay. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. I right, move on. <clears throat> What have we got in here before I before we end up? That's it. Let's talk to the people. Let's talk to the people. Talking to the people. Oh, Michael. Yeah. Michael freaking Burnham. Like, <laughs> it wasn't you don't even have to go back that far. Like, okay, yeah, maybe they've never seen Voyager because they're all a bunch of like 19-year-olds were writing this garbage, right? Or they're but like they're talking about Star Trek and they're literally writing fake articles about Discovery. <laughs> they're, like, they're so dumb they don't even know their own they can't even follow their own fake nonsense let me how you tell you how cool terry metallis is he retweeted our join the live show today come watch us oh what very a nice. well, he doesn't have to do that did you use our the picture i gave you please let me use the always picture. i always do yes thank he's you. on it that's yeah. why i wanted you to do the picture yeah, he's he's on. Yeah, I, I always use the picture. It's awesome. Um, yeah. I love his face there. He's like, <laughs> he's probably like these guys, man. <laughs> so he, now he's aware now that we have a weekly Terry segment, right? The weekly Terry, yeah. I, and we just came up with it out of nowhere. It was pretty funny. I was talking with him, like, you know what? We should just talk about something that you do every week. He's like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, it's funny because like this is for members only. But you were like, uh, uh, "You got anything good for this this week?" And he's like, "Check out my latest tweet." LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <sighs> yeah, it's funny, man. He's yeah, gonna guy, kill somebody. He, he's a great guy. He's a really good guy. Yeah, there's a stream you guys should go watch. He did with uh, Robert Meyer Burnett, and uh, it was a really good. Like they talked for like an hour and a half about stuff, and it was just a really good stream. <laughs> My favorite thing was there. I think it was a tweet when it was like, "I love that there that Terry Metalis is so vocal or something that this permits a weekly segment." <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, what was it again? It was it was hilarious. He's like, he put so much stuff out that it's worthy yeah, of a weekly segment. It's worthy. He, he puts so much stuff out. It's worthy of a weekly segment. That's showrunners don't do that. No, no, hell no. Although there might be some weeks where like Terry liked to post about uh, I don't know, uh, Back to the Future. Um, <laughs> so so we were going through Terry's trash, and he apparently uses a lot of. Uh, suave products in his hair, I believe. And um, I think he might be on his period. Oh my God, this is the wrong house. Shane's the wrong house. <laughs> like and subscribe. Please like and subscribe. That's it. It's like 37 seconds. Run, Terry's coming out. We got, we got to get out of here. We're at the wrong <laughs> The weekly Terry. <laughs> what are you guys doing out there? <laughs> I called the cops. I told you I'd tweet you. Stop coming to my house. (laughs) (laughs) I just see our relationship with Terry devolve until he's like, I have restraining order against the podcast guys. (laughs) I no longer can trust anybody. I'm leaving social media. The podcast brothers were the last straw. (laughs) (laughs) oh man that poor guy good times good times all right man that's it my friend that's it my friends thanks for spending all day with us guys yeah right oh dude exclusive star trek quirk series in development already confirmed for five seasons (laughs) (laughs) dude why are you giving them ideas bro (laughs) oh that's coming yeah Cause that'd be a great story. Like, like you could have taken yeah. that one article he did about uh, Michael Dorn, and you could have like just spun that into a, a complete really bull crap. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it. We love you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for your support as members. You guys are awesome. Thank you for hanging really? out this whole day. It's been really fun. I appreciate it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We're going to be re- doing the uh, Rings of Power next episode tomorrow morning, and we'll also be doing episode three of Andor. So get those watched before you come back. It'll be members only tomorrow morning. Sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be fun to complain about. That's for sure. Oh, it's going to be, well, I might, who knows? Maybe it'll be good. Yeah, that's true. It's a possibility. It's a it possibility. It's a small possibility, but it's a possibility. <laughs> Third live stream starts in one hour. <laughs> oh no, I got to work now. All right, guys. Love now, you so now much. we got to go to work. We got. We, <laughs> we will see you guys. Literally, see you guys tomorrow. Sometimes I say that, and it's not true. My bad.